I don't care if you've been killing them zombie tigers all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times. Today, you have your host, Cthulhu News Project, coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with all the danky shit on my left. Oh, this ninja in the world, old ninja. Trust them, dude. What? Hey, we go live? Why don't y'all tell me we go live? I was in my zone right there. Y'all got to stop doing this to me. I was in my zone. I was prepping. Mm-mm-mm. You're the mess. Anyway. On my far right, engineering on the ones and twos, choke me out on the threes and fours, Kronos. Rest in peace, uh, George Floyd. It's one year anniversary of his death. So, yeah, sucks that you, you died, but uh, you opened the eyes of a lot of people. Not enough, but a lot of people to injustice in America. So, rest in peace. Last but not least, we got your boy Blue. Anybody that gave new parents of a newborn clothes with buttons, your mom was a hoe. Damn. I'll talk about that later. Wait, wait, till you, wait okay. till you get, like, shit that makes noise from your friends. Because that's, like, the oh, ultimate. God. That's the ultimate. I'm going to fuck with you is giving your, yeah. <laughs> your friends shit that makes noise. It's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Those yeah, speakers. The folks that really hate you will get him a, a drum set later on in his life. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go from there. Because then it makes you the asshole. <laughs> Kronos, you usually got some type of statistics for us. I do have what the statistics. Got? Let's see here. Uh, let me actually first start this well, as I'm talking. Uh, listener of the week would be Glass GXW. Thank you so much for listening. And first in the chat would be Dr. Catherine F. The Nitto. Doctor? Yes. Doctor. A doctor. And apparently there's a terrible echo on the... Okay. Hmm. Okay. problem with an echo on the podcast. It's not coming through on this end. That's kind of weird. Uh, we'll work on it. Okay. Sorry about that, Doc. But thanks for listening. We're going to keep it rolling. Wait, is she the doctor that you go to when uh, when your beats suck or whatever? That's Dre. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) I can't confuse. <laughs> so why are they here? Okay. All right. Old Ninja, you usually got uh, some um, beverage that's urban and uh, malty that you're pouring out. What are you doing this week? Oh, uh, we're pouring out, we pouring out a 40 dog uh, Mickey's for a uh, uh, couple of couple folks. We're going to pour out uh, for Samuel E. Wright. Uh, best known for his role as Sebastian the Crab in The Little Mermaid. Under the uh, and, and, and its sequels. Uh, he also plays Sebastian in the animated show. So I believe this is called Marsupialami or Marsupialami. I don't know. It was a Disney show. I don't know. How to, I guess, it was about a marsupial, but he plays Sebastian on the, on the, on the show. Uh, he sang Under the Sea, which won an Oscar for Best Original Song and a Grammy. Damn. Wait, uh, who passed away? Samuel E. Wright. The voice of Sebastian from Little Mermaid? Yes, Blue. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I have my headphones off. I didn't know. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I like cut it on. I was under the sea. I'm like, wait, what? Welcome to 15 <laughs> seconds. Ago. I'm restarting the live stream. Uh, just so uh, knows, so. Yeah, uh, he also stars in the Disney animated film Dinosaur as Kron. Uh, he's made some a few uh, live action uh, appearances on TV and shows such as The Cosby Show, Simon and Simon, Spencer for Hire, and Law and Order. Uh, Law and Order, he played three different characters because he shows up in different times. He 
shows up in 1994, 97, and 2000. Uh, in film, he played jazz musician Dizzy Gillespie in Clint Eastwood's Bird, a oh. biological film about saxophonist Charlie Parker. On Broadway, he performed as Mufasa in The Lion King. Uh, reports are saying that he passed away due to prostate cancer. However, more details will come on later. Uh, he was 74. It's kind of cool. Um, Shaggy did a, I can't remember what network or what channel it was on YouTube, but he did a, a thing because they they wanted to they were doing a thing asking them like, hey, how do you feel about people doing like uh, like not Jamaican accent, but like a Colombian accent or whatever now, right? And you would think that Sebastian is a, is a Colombian accent, but it's not. It's like a blend Wait, of different things. You mean Caribbean accent, right? Caribbean, yeah, Caribbean. That's right. Uh, but yeah, uh, Shaggy had said like he met with the guy who did the voice and was like, yeah, like you know. A lot of people think that it's a Caribbean accent, but it's like, it's, it's basically a blend of like all these different things. So I, I just thought it was interesting that those two would be friends and they, they would like associate regarding like the the way that, you know, their character talk or whatever. But yeah, just throwing that out there. So according to Samuel Wright, uh, when he was in college, he roomed with uh, a couple of guys from Trinidad. So he would try to emulate the way that they talked and that was his inspiration for Sebastian's uh, voice. So he was culturally yeah. appropriating? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I suppose, because he's American, so yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Kentaro Mirua, uh, creator and artist of the dark fantasy manga series Berserk, which, was roughly, which has roughly 50 million copies in circulation since 1989. In his early career, he had been, he had done work on a project called King of Wolves, for the monthly Kami Kami magazine, where he published a 48-page prototype of Berserk, which got him some notification. From there on, he would work on the full serialization in the Young Animal Monthly, which I believe is still printed today. Uh, there's been speculation that for the last 15 years, uh, he had been living an unhealthy life, which might have contributed to the hiatus of Berserk. However, his chief assistant has stated on Twitter that Murilla has been taking care of his health and had a healthy diet, which may have led to the hi hiatus instead. Um, Berserk has influenced other franchises such as Dark Souls, Devil May Cry, Blue Exorcist, and characters such as Dante from Devil May Cry and Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII. He died on May 6th due to acute aortic dissection, but his death was not announced until May 20th. Uh, he was 54. Super young, and this one was tragic. I mean, I know we talked, uh, it was actually Kronos, uh, Blue, and I, in the 2019 Fanime, uh, a panel about uh, villains. And uh, one of the characters, uh, Griffith, uh, was certainly one of the ones that uh, we talked about it at length in that panel. So, um, RIP, this one sucks. And I had already bought uh, the first volume of the manga. And I don't read a lot of manga, but I, I plan on reading it. But uh, this one hurts real bad. The anime community uh, felt this one like a kick in the fucking nuts, but RIP. Uh, I mean, it's not just the anime community because Berserk has influenced like the series I mentioned, but as well as certain films, especially some Japanese films. So uh, the work that was put in, it, it was still influencing work, work that's probably yet to come out. That Definitely. is probably on the hush-hush at the moment. So, you know, a lot of people, because this is a weird, like, 
medical incident that happened basically his heart like kind of bled into yeah. other chambers and whatnot basically his heart kind of burst sort of Jesus. and uh they're saying it might have been because of stress i mean this is all so right now the audio is going to drop for a second from everybody else because there's a problem with my wi-fi so old ninja will come back shortly as soon as my wi-fi reconnects this is a so, you know, speaking there we go they're giving their condolences or whatnot so technically we're all good chronos uh no there's a problem with uh the infinity base give me a second i'm trying to reconnect this is fucking annoying Jesus Christ is trying to use the uh, Wi-Fi in my house, and I'm not in my house. I'm in the Infinity Base, and everything's going down now. This is like, fucking no. shitty. All right, I think I'm back now. No, why the fuck does it keep reconnecting to the wrong goddamn one? Jesus Christ, it's hell of a right, He's working. Yeah. There's going to be a sequel coming out, and then pass away. <laughs> this is terrible. This is all kinds of issues. I need yeah. to move my router. Like, I hope somebody else kind of, you know, picked up his work and can see where he kind of left off. Because yeah. that was a pretty dope anime. Absolutely, man. Uh, and I hope it, it, you know, concludes in a, a satisfying manner, too, as well. Because people have been waiting a fucking long-ass time. Mm -hmm. Um. I, th I think, I don't know if Old Ninja, you were going to get to this, so interrupt me if, if you were, but I mean, obviously we got to briefly mention the uh, terrible tragedy right here in the Bay Area. I was, but I wanted to, I feel like that is group, a group discussion, Sure. and I've only, I got to it kind of late in the day because of the way I've been feeling, so um, I'm just going to, I'm going to open this up, I'm going to start this off, and then we can all jump in on the, on the topic, uh, provided that Cronus is still done. Uh, on the tactical side but earlier today here in the bay area in the silicon valley as those of you who are uh familiar with it across the u.s uh to us in cali at san jose there was a uh an active shooter that was out uh killing eight people confirmed now uh nine including uh the shooter himself where it was a disgruntled employee with the the um local um transportation yeah well it's a transportation authority so the, it's not just light rail they do buses as well and they also do shuttles for um for disabled as well so they do a lot of uh public transportation services and uh a disgruntled employee he went uh off the rails and he burned his house down uh Damn. he came to his old job with uh, a weapon and plenty of rounds and killed you know, random employees and then killed himself. Yeah. And this happened earlier today. One quick thing I want to just point out, and again, these things may change as more information. All right, I'm changing the Wi-Fi settings again, so sorry for all the all y'all that are listening. Um, yeah, shit's still all fucked up. <laughs> um, uh, um, God damn, it's terrible. I'm sorry, y'all. Employees. Yeah, yeah. That's all good. No, I am going to shut them, turn them down a little bit before I can fix all this. Because yeah, 
the rest of you guys are having a hard time hearing what they're saying. So I'm just waiting for my Wi-Fi to reconnect. There we go. I think we're okay now. Hopefully. Okay. You guys still there? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Holy shit, this is a very frustrating podcast. Terrible, murdering piece of shit, you know, killed himself to add add one more on there, like old Ninja Mints, but uh, we got friends that work for VTA. That's what really fucking sucks, and um, thankfully, at least they're okay, but, you know, anytime you're losing, you know, eight of your uh, colleagues on a terrible fucking day, it's tragic, so we were reaching out to loved ones and friends in our greater uh, community um, most of today, and it's, it's fucking awful. Sorry, if anybody else wants to jump in, go ahead. Well, it's just crazy how, like, you know, because this isn't, this isn't like a, a something new that happens in America. There's, there's usually disgruntled employees that will come back and, like, you know, shoot up a place and kill old, co- kill innocent coworkers, there we go. basically. And it just kind of reflects on how, how mental health is really handled here in America because I, I know you guys mentioned in the chat room how, like, okay, they're going to say, like, oh, this guy was, you know, he was this quiet guy. He was, like, this and that. And he didn't seem like he would do something like that. And it's just, it just shows you that, you know, somebody can look perfectly normal to you and to just have a really bad day. Like, you know, something that will just take more of that edge. And, like, I think he was let go from the company, right? Wasn't he, like, fired or let go or released? Possibly. It, it, yeah. it sounds like that may be the case, but before you continue, because I know someone's going to have an issue, Blue. The people who he killed had a much worse day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let, let's just be real clear, because someone's going to take that out of context and say, well, Blue said he was just having a bad day and just kind of like that one, uh, uh, the guy who shot up uh, the Asian uh, the massage bar. Oh, yeah. So the victims had a, had the worst day ever. Yeah. And their yeah, families. Yeah. So I'm and sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I, I, I guess I, I, I guess I don't really want to say bad day, but like you know, this guy, this guy had a breaking point, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just sad because there's there's eight eight nine family members out there that's just impacted where you know these these parents aren't coming home from work. Yeah, yeah, that's all bad. Uh, I used to be a frequent VTA user and have, and then having a friend work for them and find out that basically the building next to him has someone shooting up the place you know and i i'm just like what the hell how is this happening in where we live i mean we're one of the most diverse areas in the country and i mean i guess mental health you know affects all kinds of people and definitely you know it's something to i guess it's just something we need to pay more attention to but it's just weird to me, like, reading reports, like, they're asking him, his ex-girlfriend from, like, 12 years ago. I'm like, 12 years ago? Like, why are you, where are the people that are around him, like, now, right here, right now? I mean, yeah, she, she basically boistered up what everyone's thinking, like, he was crazy or whatnot, but I'm like, okay, well, who was with him within the last week or two weeks? Who's seen this man recently? Was he all by himself? Did he have no one else to reach out to? Or was he talking to people about what he was going to do? Was he on 4chan or 8chan? Was he, you know, on this, like, some weird hate group where he's, like, 
expressing what he's planning on doing or something? Was there was there any of this talk? I don't see any of it. So, Carlos, you want to weigh in, or are you good now? Yeah, we're good now. I mean, Jesus it took a, a while. For sorry for everybody that's like watching the podcast. You've seen like the podcast reviewed like at least three times, but now we're stable, which I expected to stay <laughs> up for like the rest of the podcast. So I'm very sorry. sorry. Thank you for um, sticking with the podcast. Anyway, yeah, the uh, this morning was really unfortunate. Uh, seeing like the, somebody just go in and just it's another another mass shooting. Uh, one in California, which is odd, especially here in the Bay Area. But, you know, it's another thing where when you have people that are desperate... Actually, no, I'm not even fucking saying all that shit. The guy that did the shooting is a piece of shit. Um, he murdered a bunch of people, injured a bunch more. Uh, and it's crazy because where it actually occurred was literally uh, two blocks away from the sheriff's department. So if it would have been somewhere else, the response likely would have been slower and it wouldn't have been ended so quickly. But, I mean, the guy did a horrific amount, horrific, horrific amounts of damage even with the uh, short response time. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm waiting. I'm mentally preparing to be let down by America once again by people giving this dude, you know, all kinds of excuses, saying that, you know, oh, you know he had a bad day. Oh, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Fuck all that shit. The guy was a piece of shit. Um, I don't want to hear, I don't care about his background. I don't care about any of that shit. I don't care about, oh, you know, he was such a great guy before this. Fuck that. He's a murderous asshole. Like, it's such a weird thing when you see somebody that's, you know, black or brown get killed by, like, the police that are unarmed and for, like, a minor crime, a nonviolent crime, they get murdered by the police and they dig up, oh, they, they got into a fight in the, in the seventh grade. He's a criminal. They deserve to die. It's like, really? Meanwhile, you have a guy shoots up a bunch of people and they have to dig up the, the good things about him. If you're black and you die in America, you have to be a brave reproach in your death. But if you're if you're white here, no. I mean, they have to find the good qualities about you. And that's every single time I go through these, I see these goddamn stories of these mass shooters. I have to just just get prepared to get get let down again, you know, by other fellow Americans. I just don't want to recognize that a good portion of this population has a fucking problem, and we're not we're just not going to talk about it, you know. And it's it's straight up racism. So, and this is like a, a day or so after, you know, a year anniversary after George Floyd's death. And look at all the shit that they dug up on him. Oh, well, mm -hmm. he was in domestic violence before. Oh, well, he had fentanyl in the system. Oh, well, he had, you know, expired registration. Oh, you know, he had fucking, um, a counter possibly a counterfeit $20 bill. You know, are any of those things worth uh, immediate execution? No. In the meantime, with this fucking piece of shit... Who murdered people? We know they still even say the suspect. Like, are, are we fucking for real? Like, he's not a fucking suspect. He's the fucking guy who did it. So it's just, it's living in this country sometimes is very difficult, you know. And I, I hope it changes in the future. And I know they're gonna talk about you know gun rights and blah 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 blah. It's not gonna matter. Listen, we're in California. We have one of the strictest gun laws in in America. So the problem. Well, people want to talk about, you know, gun safety and, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm all for, you know, re registering your guns, taking tests to have your guns, but none of that shit takes away crazy people. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not addressing the crazy people. And yes, like if, it, if you didn't have access to guns, not a lot of people would have been killed on this day. You know, maybe you had a knife, maybe you would have killed a person or two, but it's still the person that did it. He, he's fucking crazy. And we're not addressing the, the serious mental health issues out there. So yeah, can we not address like fucking both? 
I mean, seriously, like, if we need nice. to have, you know, tighter gun registrations, fine. I'm fucking fine. But let's also address the mental health issues. We have people that are desperate in America that we're just... When I talk about these things, the people on the left are just like, oh, well, it's a gun problem. It's a gun problem. It's, it cannot be just a gun problem. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, seriously, it's not just a gun problem. Yes, guns are a problem. But we also have the people that are actually doing the shooting. They are the problem, too. So let's figure out what the fuck is wrong with them and try to fix what is wrong with America. But, you know, nothing's going to happen again. Yeah. Okay. Sandy Hook taught me something really crystal clear. Uh, there's no, there's zero, and I mean absolutely zero political will to change anything. And uh, the other thing I will say is, even on the quote-unquote mental health side, um, there are people with several mental health issues that don't do this bullshit. And so, um, I'm one of them. You know, I mental health issues. Yeah. I don't want to shoot anybody. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't like to paint with this really egregious broad brush of saying oh if you have any mental health issues or you know don't see therapy uh you know don't talk to anybody don't work on yourself at all because uh you're so crazy that you're going to do this no I, that that's complete yeah, bullshit no, no, yeah so uh try to get help for whatever mental health issue you have but i don't actually even give a shit about this murderer and talking about his specific mental health issues per se this is a great and i'm not using mental health i'm using crazy fucker who's a violent fucking murderer like you know that that that's my focus with with, with this person um but we, we've seen this multiple we, you know we've been on there five six years now we've seen this multiple multiple fucking times this hits home it feels as close as like that uh that uh, Gilroy uh, Garlic Festival shooting yeah. in terms of like a Bay Area fucking tragedy Ooh. and a mass shooting right here, here here in the Bay Area, but it happens all over the fucking country. And, sure. you know, there's over 330 million Americans. Yes, there's going to be uh, plenty of, of wackos, but, you know, don't don't try to say, oh, just because you've got mental health, you'll, you'll do this shit. And, and I just hate how we make that false equivalence sometimes in, 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 in the narrative on this. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'm, I'm glad you clarified that because, yeah, that's not, what I, that's not what I meant. So I'm glad you said that. Um, there's like a thing, you know, here in America where like we're going through like a very difficult time in America. And so the fact that mass shootings are going up right now, it's not surprising to me. It's only because like we, we've been living in a fucked up state and then we have like this this pandemic come through that people just lost their minds over because they didn't want to follow simple goddamn instructions uh and i think that the fact that this guy went into like a what was it it was a a union meeting and just shot a bunch of people those are people that he knew that he definitely mm -hmm. knew that decided that you know they didn't deserve to live anymore uh what's in what's interesting to me is that the company that company that I worked for which is a very large you know it organization uh, they started doing a lot of steps in a really good direction. So they did like this whole inclusionary training, which usually I'm just like, fuck all that shit. But it was honestly, it was pretty good. It's pretty good training. And they also, uh, because we, we they know that the pandemic has lasted for so long um, and that it's coming to an end soon, they implemented uh, having these things called wellness days. Usually we get them like once a month where you can take like half a day off and just yep. do whatever the fuck you want. In the next three months, they said that uh, every single employee at HPE 
you can take uh, six days of wellness days in the next three months, scot-free. Just to like get away from the office or get away from your home office, you know, get away from work, um, decompress. They understand that, you know, we've been going through some really hard times. And I think that's, you know, the right direction to go into because I think that in America we have this weird culture to where we, we work too hard. Like we, we've eclipsed Japan at this point in time. I'm just like, are you serious? I'm like, how much, how much we're working and how much stress we're under. And we're just, a lot of people just, they're not happy. And nobody is like addressing that. They're just like they're just tightening the screws on these things. And especially when you see like people that are working during this pandemic that are quote unquote essential workers. Meanwhile, these billionaires are pulling down trillions of dollars in profits. You know, or the companies are pulling down trillions of dollars of profits. And people are just like literally working themselves to death. And this is like the we, we can't keep going like this. Like we need to like figure out a better way to live in America. And I don't think there's any interest on most politicians to even talk about that issue. Sorry, go ahead, Ninja. Uh, I was just going to quick out a quick fact. Uh, so the Gilroy incident was in 2019, and this is the second incident since then where more than four people have been killed through gun violence in the Bay. Yeah. So it's just very, very disconcerting that you know we're seeing a rise in this kind of there's been two incidents in the past three years or four years and I, i'm hoping we don't see any more but you never know man and it, this we're could, going to. unfortunately this could inspire someone else to be like oh if this guy did it i'm gonna i'm gonna do it too you know oh, <clears throat> yeah i hope I not mean, either but i mean you know what's really bad Go ahead. Go ahead, Lou. Yeah, I was gonna say it's really sad. I posted this in the chat, but this is—it's always this. This—it's always the same thing. It's—it's it's an incident happened. We all talk about it. You know, we're talking about change and like we need to stop this. And this. Then, then all of a sudden, everybody goes silent, and it just happens all over again. It's just constantly rinse, wash, repeat, basically. It's, it's something that I wish we could find out a way to to change this because you know. Sadly, I, I would say the one of the good things that came out of the pandemic was that schools were shut down, so we had a, like low cases of school shooting. But then once they kind of open back up, like they just start all over again. It's so fucking crazy. I I, I don't ha I don't mean to be cynical, and I know you know this is a really uh, tragic issue, especially for all of those families. But if we're being very honest, most people don't give a shit. They they claim to give a shit, but most people don't really give a shit. And and. We have an empathy issue where, in general, we only give a shit to what happens to us or our direct loved ones, and that's a real fucking issue. Well, it's, if you cared, if you cared, you'd want something to happen. Yeah, it's it's honestly, it's hyper individualism is a problem in America, um, where all we care about, like Pride, you just said, is just we just care about ourselves and we don't care about others. You know, it's just like how it's easy for us to just like not give a shit about anybody else. You know, and it's just, and I, this pandemic has really like highlighted that. Like, see how many people like when they're just told to just put on uh, a thing over your face to protect others, and look how many people just freak the fuck out. Like seriously, and now they're saying, oh, I can't breathe. Oh, well, I got medical issues. Oh, well, I got blah 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 blah. Oh, well, you know, it's gonna recirculate. You know, see, it's like you come up with all these excuses when you're the pitiful excuse of a person that cannot possibly inconvenience, like the minor inconvenience of just. You know, putting something over your face to protect others. 
just that small yep. thing you're not willing to do. That shows me how hyper-individualistic this society is and how backwards we are in, in this society. Like, we're, people want to talk about how, you know, we're the freest nation on earth, blah, blah. No, the fuck we're not. If we're the freest nation on earth, how in the world do we have the highest prison population? We house 20% of the world's prison population. And we're not even, like... We're 4% of, of the of yeah, the world. Yeah, 4% of the world. It's like... <laughs> It's incredible that people just want to talk about, oh, we're so free. You're infringing upon my, infringing upon my freedom. Meanwhile, a large, a large portion of our population have no freedom at all. They're literally slaves. And you just, I, you know? No, I, I, I tell you what, and I don't, oh, man, I, I love this topic. But, um, you know, the other thing that I always look at, just to piggyback on what you said, Kronos, about the whole prison stuff, but in the tri-state area and Chicago and Detroit and whatnot, they just had no problem looking at the color of your fucking skin, seeing that you were a teenager or a young man, and saying, up against the fucking wall, let me put my fucking hand basically up your booty and, and search you, known as stop and frisk. This was endorsed by all politicians <laughs> throughout every major fucking big city in our lifetime within the last fucking, like through the 90s all the way through the last decade, the early aughts and, uh, and the... Uh, earlier this decade, where it's just hundreds of thousands of black and brown boys uh, and young men, fuck your freedom. You look guilty, Negro or or brown uh, Latino, and I'm going to stop and search you because I can, and it's the official policy. And nobody gave a shit for the most part. Not a whole lot of lawsuits, not a whole lot of fucking public outcry and whatnot. Most people, most normal, uh, especially white Americans, voted for it and were perfectly fine with it. And that's, I'm not going back to the civil rights era. I'm not going back to Jim Crow. I'm not going back to- It's like five I'm years talking ago. about, yeah, five <laughs> years ago. So, you know, and here's the other thing, just to bring it back close to home, had any of the five of us literally grown up in any of those communities, we would have had the exact same thing happen to us on a repeated basis. It's literally just luck of geography that prevented us from living that and having that as our daily life. Hmm. Yeah, but but we're free. I don't even know you talk about it, John. About freedom. You know, <laughs> Sorry. people don't even people don't really understand what actual freedom really is. They they really don't. They just want to talk about the Constitution. It's like, well, first of all, you don't even know what's in the Constitution. You don't, you, re <laughs> you recognize that it's been amended over twenty five times, right? Yeah. So if the Constitution, if you all you want to live, if all you want to live through, is the Constitution and talking about how it's you know this great you know document, yeah, it was great back then, but even the government has amended it, meaning that they changed what they've added to it to make things better, and we haven't changed it in a long time, in a long time, way too long. I, I think uh, since the internet's been you know has become main mainstream there's been like maybe one i don't think any amendments maybe one i'd have to look there might be one amendment and that's it and it, it doesn't account for any it doesn't account for you know trans rights it doesn't account for you know homelessness it doesn't account for the internet it doesn't account for all these other things that are relatively quote-unquote new issues that we have no solutions for because nobody's really giving a fuck about these issues because it doesn't affect them and it's just like, it's the same. It goes back to like empathy. Like it, it's there. Most of Americans are apathetic. Most, at, at best, apathetic. You know, and nobody wants to talk about it because they get uncomfortable. And anytime you bring it up, they freak the fuck out like they're children. 
<laughs> like, look at uh, what was that chick's name? Marjorie Taylor Greene. She equated, oh my god! She, wow. I was hoping we get to this broad. Yeah, this chick equated, oh equated wearing masks to the Holocaust and wearing yeah. uh, a yellow star on your on your clothing. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And and, and shipping fuck? and shipping people away to get gassed. I'm just. What are you talking about? Is it really? If it's that bad for you, you never lived a a, a hard day in your entire goddamn life, in your entire life. I I lived a harder day when I was in my toddler years than you've lived in your entire life. Seriously. Um, isn't she the representative, the one that was saying that there was Jewish lasers? Yes, Jewish space lasers. It, that's Jewish her? Space lasers. Yeah, that's God. the same chick. And then um, she's been saying, I know that she's been saying some crazy stuff on the um, Congress floor. She's been fined a few times. But she kind of revels in it because, like, both her party and the Speaker of the House are like, you're out of line and, you know, you need to rein it back. But she's been reveling off of this because she's an avid Trump supporter and she's been trying to kind of following his footsteps a little bit. And she's been rallying. She's been campaigning in the South and she's drawing a lot of people to her campaign rallies, which is very concerning to me. I mean, all, all, you guys make excellent points, but, you know, here's the thing. Um, if you're just this this racist and fucking stupid, then you, you really don't belong in Congress. You don't belong in a, a, a you know, polite society. It, it's it's all fucked up. Um, and yeah, yeah. How, how fucking insulting for uh, the Jewish American community where you have a representative of Congress that just... Lo knows so little about history or the Holocaust that they make that false bullshit ass um, equivalency. It it's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But, so, for somebody to say that wearing a mask is like being a Holocaust, I, I would say the most difficult thing about wearing a mask is remembering to put on a mask. Like, holy <laughs> shit. I, I, it's so funny. I walked into the bank the other day and I totally forgot my fucking mask. And, like, I didn't even, I didn't do it on purpose. Like I walked in and I like saw somebody with a mask on. I'm like, oh shit, I don't have my mask on. Like, yep. it's, it's so, nowhere compared to that. Cronus, you, were you, you're talking about amendments and when the last amendment was passed or cause there, there's a list that keeps track of what the amendments were, when they were passed and when they were ratified. So there's a few on here. I, the last ratified, um, amendment was 1992 but the last past or the most current i should say the most current past amendment was in 1971 as far as that i as far as i can see both of those are before the internet what's up both of those are before the public internet oh yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm looking to see if there's something more recent but so far not there's actually a lot of these are posting the sections some of these have long sections you know so I, I was going through so um on balance exchange uh we're recording our second season and we already got the uh, first one done it's uh, about the, the post office it's an awesome podcast i can't wait for it to drop because there was a whole bunch of shit about the post office i didn't know we had a great guest on um and the second one it was from dirty stew actually asked, asked us a question of uh who who do we think are the best and worst presidents and then uh, like what policies did they enact that made him the best or worst and so, you know, I picked Lyndon B. Johnson yeah, as my favorite president because he's a person who um, passed the Civil Rights Act. 
And a, but as I was doing my research, because I had to do research for this podcast, there were so many other bills that he passed, like a shitload of bills, like by by modern standards. And I was just like, why aren't we getting? And they were mostly geared towards uh, poor people and people of color. And today, like we have very little, you know, movement on any on any, uh, any real substantive bill or any real amendments for anything. Like we have like these little things that don't really matter. Um, but he was making sweeping changes back in the day, and we're not we're not getting that anymore. Like we're, we're luckily if we get like an incremental half step in the right direction, and the next president that you know doesn't like the policy, he can just because they're not a it's not an actual amendment. He can just you know use his veto power, not his veto power. God damn it! What's the name of that thing? He can basically go back through and just like executive order. Executive order. Yeah, he can use an executive order to uh, basically nullify what the last president did. And it's just like, and it's a problem with the filibuster too. It's a whole long thing, but it's just incredible how ineffective our government is in passing long-lasting, meaningful changes to its own citizens. It's also weird how like some some policies or or rules or whatever can expire. It's like you know they can have a bill that or not a bill. I can't think. Of, I'm not very technical with the political stuff, but there's like laws that can pass that only last like I don't know two years and then they have to go back and revisit again see if they want to extend it or if they want to uh you know create a new one or something like that it's it, that's it's so fucking weird how that works sorry if y'all, um, if y'all heard yeah. that sound on the podcast uh thank yeah. you candle guru yeah. who's a bg uh oil and candles she they donated uh money to us so thank you very much perfect we're, we'll talk about you in i would do the boot yeah. I would do the booty scooty for you, but I, I I would pay not to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing that. Um, yeah, I'm actually, um, what was I talking about? Yeah, it's just a very we're in a very weird kind of state, like as we enter the post-pandemic era. But there's still there's still so much like craziness out there. I mean these anti with the vaccine out there you have the was it the you have anti-vaxxers anti-maskers you have anti uh maskers but pro-vaxxers and like the various combinations in between so it's super strange out there what's going on and there's no regulation on how to deal with people that are vaccinated versus people who are not i what i think is that the government has left it up to private are public places and places that are open to the public to like regulate themselves or like i mean basically a business can be like hey if you don't show us a vaccination card we can't let you in i don't know if that's a legal precedent or whatnot as far as i know there's no laws that say that they can't do that so maybe that's going to go into effect maybe some places will just split people and be like hey if you're vaccinated you go to the left if you're not you go to the right I don't know, but we'll see what happens in the next few months. Go ahead. Because things might get crazy. I'm going to do a real super quick plug. I wanted to make sure I got the actual right name right. Um, If if, uh, piggybacking on what Chrono said, if you have any love or concern um, or want to just know a little bit better about the history of uh, why there is ineffectual law passing, especially in uh, the Senate, Check out this one. I picked it up. I haven't, I've only read the intro and I'm still working my way through it, but it's by Adam Gentleson and it's called Kill Switch, The Rise of the Modern Senate 
and the Crippling of American Democracy. Uh, real good nonfiction. Um, I, I'll certainly be done with it probably within the next few weeks, but just a super quick plug. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, the, the whole thing with, uh, you know, as we come out of this pandemic and they're saying, you know, vaccinated people have like these uh, new freedoms that we're supposed to get, right? Because we're all vaccinated now. And the problem with me is that there's 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 no enforcement. There's no there's literally zero enforcement built into anything. They've the federal government has done such a terrible job with this with this. Like they've left it up to individual states and the states leave it up to individual counties. And it's just it's a it's a total shit show. So I'm gonna keep wearing the mask for a while because I can't trust the Karens out there. The people that don't want to get vaccinated and they're like, oh, I'm vaccinated. You can't ask me, for, ask me if I'm vaccinated or not. And it's just like, okay. I mean, like, what do you expect us to do? Like, seriously. The federal government should have been way heavier handed when it came to this shit. And yeah, I don't give a fuck about death trap on your freedoms. You know what trampels on freedoms? Death, bitch. Death. <laughs> 600,000 people dead in America because people didn't take this seriously enough. Because we had a president that wanted to talk about, oh, just inject some bleach. Or, you know, use some sunshine and you know, put it in your veins. Or it's going to go away by, you know, uh, what was it? Easter, Easter of last year. Or it's going to yeah, just go yeah. away in the summertime. None of that stuff happened. And oh, all, and herd immunity. That too. We're, we can't get to herd immunity because these idiots won't get vaccinated. They won't. Mm, you got... I'm, so I'm listening to a book. It's called 1491. It's an awesome book. Everybody should read it. Um, I think, I don't know if Prodigy recommended it to me or not, but I'm listening to it right now. And what it's showing to me in this book is that we've just been lucky for the past hundred years. We've been super lucky in the past hundred years that a pandemic has not occurred. So 1491 is a book about what America was like before, uh, Columbus came. Okay. Cause he came in 1492, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sail the ocean's blue. He did the 50 Tyson on us. Yeah, yeah. So oh, man. It, it's, it, it, it shows what uh, life was like for natives here in all of the Americas uh, before Columbus came, during his, you know, during his time and then after his time. And what is really telling is the, the amount of uh, death that happened because of a pandemic. The smallpox decimated the Americas and other diseases decimated the Americas. When, and, when, and when I say like a pandemic, it let, for them, some of the pandemics lasted for five to ten years. So five mm -hmm. to ten years of constant death from a single disease because they didn't know how to deal with it. And the problem was is that the Europeans, they're used, they were used to living close together. Right, and so because they were so close together, they would they would trade all these diseases, and obviously they would a lot of them would die. But after a while, they would, they would become immune to it, and they also figured out uh, vaccinations. Even back then, they figured out how to vaccinate kids because they would introduce smallpox to them when they were kids, so they'll become immune. But the problem is in the Americas, these the natives here they didn't live like Europeans. First of all, they were a whole lot cleaner, so that's just mm -hmm. factual. And they didn't live in these large groups. So they would live in like these tribes that didn't have a lot of people in them. So, and they're also genetically, they're, they weren't designed to like really deal with uh, these sorts of viruses. They were designed to deal with parasites. 
So they're way more, less susceptible to parasites, but they were more susceptible to viruses. And so that just, in like, and so back then, like if, if you had a town get sick, nobody could tell anybody, right? So a whole town would just literally just go away within a matter of like six months to a year. And they would just roll up to these, they would even, they would just hit the shores and they would just see a bunch of dead bodies. They'd be like, well, what happened here? And they go to like in the village and the village is all like decimated. And they're like, well, what happened? It was all disease. It was just, it was crazy. And so it comes to now. We've had yeah. over three million, three and a half million people in the world die from this. And even back then, they had things that were way worse that were like 8%, you know, for some people, for some groups, it was 30% plus death rate. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, oh, that's just the way we're going to live. Like, that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> we're getting it right now. Over 3 million people have died. And people are just like, oh, you know, whatever. You know, I'm not going to do anything to help, possibly help them or get vaccinated or, you know, whatever. If it doesn't kill me, then it doesn't kill me. Um, it's what the fuck like seriously one of the greatest thing I heard briefly about COVID is that if what is it you only die from it if you're afraid of it Jesus like, Christ <laughs> that's like the devil right <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something like Duke Nukem would say or something <laughs> Or fucking somebody from like GTA would say some shit like that. Yeah, it, it, that uh, that does sound very video gameish. Yeah. At first, at first, I thought the dumbest thing I ever heard somebody say was that you can you can get sick from a computer virus, and I was like, Jesus what? Christ! <laughs> oh yeah, don't you don't you know five five? Uh, we talked about this on the podcast, but when people were saying that five G caused COVID, I was like, are you fucking oh, yeah, serious? It just shows that. It, it, it just shows that people aren't paying attention because 5G was around before COVID, but all of a sudden, COVID just happened. There. No, they just installed this. This this was what happened in Korea, and they installed 5G. And I'm like, what? No, that's not that's not what happened. You guys are making up stuff, and it's all from YouTube. It's those YouTube videos were telling people that I watched one of these videos, well, and I was like, "Are you serious? There's no proof to this. All this is a bunch of images and some dude with the he like." auto-tuned his voice so you couldn't tell who he was telling some bunch of bullshit yeah but also there's just susceptible people to bullshit like you know what i mean like you have to be sorry i'm gonna put it bluntly you have to be just dumb enough to believe bullshit you know what i mean like you gotta be a real stupid ass person to just be like hey you know the world is flat and uh 5g gave gave me the rona like yeah it's just just a dumbass already predisposed to believing any dumb shit and in fact why don't you give me your money just you yeah. know you yeah have to yeah. Just, what? yeah don't donate donate don't donate, donate all your money to me empty your account I'll yeah this one radio show they were talking about how you know how, like people are saying that the vaccine people are they're implanting chips and stuff in you for they can track you and blah blah and oh like, my god i know like, people that, what, that believe that shit what power source are they using for these little fucking devices that transmit transmitting this information that's tracking you like the battery of that's got to be insane for the last like a fucking lifetime. Like, come on, dude. Like, there's I mean, no, that has to be like quantum. Like, that's got to be like uh, like in how in Ant Man, how like they throw quantum in front of everything for for you to sound scientifically correct. So there's got to be some quantum power supply powering <laughs> this goddamn device that's gonna just tracking you this whole fucking time. I, what number one tracking device is the thing that's in your pocket and it's called a cell phone. The the uh, the uh, what's it called the um, the blue 
cat people told us. You know, it's yeah. unobtainium, right? Unobtainium. Isn't, yeah. isn't that from a show? Isn't that from no, a Avatar. Avatar? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, dude, I've heard that. Oh, we. Oh, I was going to speak. We'll probably speak on it later. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. unobtainium. This is cheddar. This is the cheddar we're trying to get. Unobtainium. <laughs> All like, right. Nobody that says that anymore. All right. Can we uh, the, go ahead? Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say that was like one of the the cheesiest like <laughs> plot line for a movie. Unobtainium. Like the writers were like, let's come up with a name for this thing. I don't know what to call it. Let's just call it Unobtainium and call it Bay. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kronos. You're so, trying to switch gears. I'm going to bring it yeah, up exactly. just for a second to help out uh, the ladies and even the guys. Uh, if you have a dad that's still alive, <laughs> Father's Day's coming up, all right? And we have linked together with Abiji Oil and Candles, and they have a thing where they're where they're extending our original fifty percent off because they're supposed to end in the next couple of days, but they're extending it out by a couple of by a month, I think, at least a month. So here is the cool little graphic that they made for us. Oh, you got real graphics. I was holding yes, the real graphics. So people are seeing it right now, and this is the actual, uh, the, I think it's the same promo code. Uh, it's valid until June 30th, uh, 2021 at midnight. The code is V is in Victor, D is in Delta, 638, N is in November. Once again, that is V is in Victor, D is in Delta, 638, N is in November. And it'll save you 15% off uh, on your order. And they have a really cool Father's Day uh candle it's dope i don't know my picture of it but it looks really dope i was gonna i want to buy it but i can't because it's father's day because i'm gonna buy it for myself right so hopefully came back <laughs> wink wink will give me one i'm just saying i'm pretty sure she will because I, I thought it looked uh I, I, the, the candle looks amazing like the, the new father's day candle plus you can also get uh our actual candle so we have a, a candle through ibiji oil and candles and it is right here it is the dankest candle on the planet. It's, so, and it's custom. I got, real quick, real quick, that graphic that you posted up was fucking dope. I like yeah. it. That was, really, that was really cool. Yeah, honestly, my, my sister and my sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. that's how it goes. They are killing it. Like they, they have been totally on the ball with all. Like we give a suggestion, we just talk about stuff on the podcast. They listen, and they make it happen. And it's just like things that I didn't even think. I didn't think about making a custom be the BTI candle. Like that's that's all them. They listen. They were just like, you know what? They like the smell of this this certain scent that, and they're like, you know, we'll make their own their own candle. And they made it. Then they're selling it now. So and people and have bought it. Smells it. great. Yeah, it smells great. People have bought it. Uh, you anybody that gets it, you're gonna enjoy the scent. Like unless there's I don't know maybe maybe I have a different nose than me and most people. I'm just saying. I think it smells dope. Here's the fucking thing. I heard y'all last week, and I finally got mine, goddammit. Um, <laughs> this shit, now I'm gonna describe it the way I fucking feel like it. It does smell like a fucking great-ass barbershop. Like, remember <laughs> in fucking Luke Cage, where they have Pops' Barbershop or whatever? It smells like what I envisioned Pops' Barbershop in real life. It smells like with like a cookout in the back. It's like super <laughs> take you back to like nine, 10 years old, black ass barbershop good that's a, that's the vibe i get from it and try it for yourself but i guarantee you're gonna like it i love that shit. i light it all the time yeah um anyway. so 
I didn't say the name of the website. Sorry. So it's ibijioilandcandles.com. Uh, it's I B E J I oilandcandles.com. That's where you can find them at. So enjoy. Sure. I'm gonna see if I can convince uh, them to do a balance exchange. One, me and Papa Bear got to talk about. I think we're gonna pick like one or two or our, our best scents, our favorite scents, and then see Ooh. if they can oh, shit. blend them together and make them balanced. They have a lot of they have a lot of sense though. They do. I, I actually I went I went to their um I'm actually probably gonna go see them this weekend because they're always at the every Sunday if you live in the Bay every Sunday they're at Liberty Park Sunday morning through the afternoon because the park is kind of they close kind of early on Sunday I think but it's a little park area and they set up with uh, a bunch of other local businesses and. You can go out there, meet the ladies, and then you know buy either oils or candles from them. And they I think soaps. they have, yeah, yeah there's the other one, soaps too. So they sell that there. So I'm, I might make the trip out there on Sunday and try to buy some more stuff because I'm actually, uh, I'm almost, I'm on, I'm down to my last candle. So <laughs> wow, you need to burn it, burn it. Yeah, I got to drop yours off because this this one lasts a long ass time. They use them like a oh yeah. I don't know wax oh, they the, used, but it's like the slowest burning candle ever. Well, the one that lasts a long time, so let me make. Oh God, dang! So the last one I bought, I bought on Easter Sunday, and just now it's like pretty much dead, and we've been burning it pretty frequently. So wait, hold on. She said she won't be somewhere. I think they won't. Oh, she won't be there on No Leader Park. Yeah, I guess not. Okay, but they usually are. So yeah, usually. Oh, sorry, it's the first and third Sunday. She she uh, specified the first and third Sunday they'll be there. Okay, there you go. So one quick thing about their product too is that uh, they actually just released this recently. They have like um, body oil and and soap for people with eczema. So it's it's more it's for sensitive skin. So you know if you got allergies or you know have you, you're allergic to certain kind of soap, you definitely try out their their body sensitive soap and see if that might help you out. Good shit. All right, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Uh, old Ninja. We, you have been faithfully waiting, despite Stitch always hating, on a certain trilogy to uh, finally be live and uh, come back into prominence. I'm talking about Mass Effect. I know you're playing it. Uh, can you give us some insight? Does it hold up? Are you enjoying it? Are you shitting on it? Are you just fapping in the corner and Christurbating? What are you doing? Um, Probably all of the above. I mean, um, I talked about it briefly last week, actually. Um, I literally just finished um, Mass Effect 1, the Legendary Edition. I just started Part 2. And uh, yeah, uh, so I guess I should talk about the differences in, in Mass Effect 1 versus the original. Um, the controls are, are enhanced, but not revamped. The, uh I guess to explain it a bit more, so in the original Mass Effect, if you picked a certain class, you your class was proficient in certain weapons because your character had access to all the weapons mm -hmm. all at once. But if you used all the weapons, certain weapons you wouldn't be able to zoom in with and you wouldn't get the damage bonuses in. Well, in this one, you'll be able to use the weapons normally, but if your character does not have... Uh, the weapon proficiency of those weapons, you're not going to get damage bonuses and you won't be able to use their uh, ability pretty much. So, for instance, if you pick like a biotic 
class. Usually they're kind of limited to like pistols and shotguns. So if you use the pistol and shotgun, the shotgun has like a, an ability called uh, Carnage, which is basically an overshot. It's like a charged up shot. And then with um, there's like a like a mini marksman ability with the pistol where you can basically shoot really fast and the, your gun won't overheat until your ability ends. So that works out. Uh, with that and then if you're using like in the original right I was playing on the original 360 if I use the sniper I couldn't sni I couldn't zoom in if I didn't have the sniper class so I would have to blind fire but now in the legendary edition I can zoom in with any class and it works fine I just don't get the damage bonuses and I don't there's an ability called uh, marksman or attachment where basically it does bullet time which you don't get unless you have that class. So um, movement is is more fluid. Like in the original Mass Effect, if you were not in combat, you could not run. Mm. So it was super annoying to walk around. In this one, you can run. So like getting around the Citadel does not take nearly as long. I mean, yeah, you can fast travel in the Citadel, but I can also run. <laughs> Even though you, your run has a, um, a fatigue meter, at least I can you know get around a bit faster um also one of the biggest changes is the mako so the mako is your land-based vehicle it it if you played mass effect andromeda the mako is more in tune to the land rover in um, andromeda where you get a boost um you can sh sh zoom in when you shoot like before it didn't it kind of it did like the um i guess the if you're in sniper talk or in gaming sniper talk, it's like the one times versus this one, you get like the six times zoom in nice. where you can super tone in and blast them away. Watch them disintegrate was fucking dope. Um, also, uh, in the original Mass Effect, the Mako only had armor. In this one, it has shields and armor. So you can take way more damage and do way more fucking destruction. It's so much better. It's easier to get yourself unstuck because you're going to get your Mako stuck. It's going to end up flipping over, but it's easier to pop it up and whatnot. It performs way better. It moves faster when you first go in. Um, the worlds, the unexplored worlds still feel big, but not ginormous because of, you're able to get around faster, I guess. Um, even though the controls are enhanced, it still feels a bit 2007-ish. Because, like, the buttons aren't remapped, and it doesn't basically perform, like, Mass Effect 2 or 3. Um, I started Mass Effect 2 today, and I was like, holy shit. Like, I haven't played this in so long, but I was like, damn, this game is a definite, like, change in progression between Mass Effect 1 and 2. Don't get me wrong. With the Legendary Edition, it's way more enjoyable to play you will get a little frustrated but nowhere near like when you're first playing like your frustrations might be minor because like when you're um boosting in the mako there's no cooldown because you can only boost for a certain part of time there's no cooldown indicator so you have to kind of time it like in your head that's kind of annoying but it's not like a super egregious thing um it the graphics are way enhanced in part one like super fucking enhanced like, oh my god, like, things don't look all, like, uh, matte and pallid. Like, everything looks super crisp. Like, there's flora and fauna on fucking planets now instead of just grass or whatever. Like, um, some planets have weather systems. I landed on a system that had a freaking a sandstorm and a thunderstorm on it. Nice. Like, what the hell? So, that was new and different. Um, 
obviously the sound's been enhanced. Like Mass Effect One had the most, um, I don't want to say overhaul, but I, I'll say the most improvements. Um, so far, Mass Effect Two, there's been graphical improvements, but for the most part, the game plays just like it originally did so far. It's just, it feels a little faster though, I guess, because if you're running, um, you know, the newer systems, it should be running faster. But don't don't, don't so give me all that. Tell me how Miranda's ass is, man. Oh, <laughs> get to the, get I mean, to the serious stuff. <laughs> I mean, she feels. I mean, dude, watching <laughs> her. Yeah, she feels like she's doing too. Marriage is doing too much. You can't be the slim thick on the console and be I got, like, "Hold on, mm. I got a feeling like old ninja's got uh, Miranda fucking uh, flashlight." Oh <laughs> man! No, I got a, I got a pillow, man. You know the flashlight. You got the pillow, full body pillow, just like Prodigy has a full body pillow. Griffith. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's the White Hawk. Oh man, <laughs> your person that yeah, so dog, far I'm not gonna say. <laughs> yeah, uh, so far I'm enjoying it. It's taking me back, especially playing part two. I'm just like, damn, part two is such a phenomenal game. I'm just like, damn, I forgot how great this game is. Like, I haven't played it in so long, but I'm just like, now I'm like stuck. Like, I don't, I didn't want to stop and like playing Mass Effect one. Um, oh, I guess they cleaned up some of the story a little bit. There's little details that they kind of changed a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, story-wise, I feel like there's some, uh, maybe some edited dialogue. Maybe they did some new stuff. Uh, I, I don't know, but I feel like they cleaned up a bit of the story a little bit, like cleaning up a little bit of the details so it, it seamlessly merges better with the rest of the trilogy. But, but man, playing that, especially playing Mass Effect 2, it's so, it's so fun, so great. Um, if a lot of people I know that have never played Mass Effect or are, are also enjoying the Legendary Edition, um, there's one person I know. She's gone deep, like she's trying to outdo me on these uh, achievements or whatnot, and what um, how far she's gone. I'm like, you you just started this game, so I'm Commander Shepard now. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> man, are you Fem Shepard it? Are you? Black I'm gonna Shepard do. It? I'm gonna do both. Right now, I'm doing so in the in the um, in Mass Effect Three. The official Fem Shep was the redhead, which was not in Mass Effect One or Two. But now they do the redheaded Fem Shep. She has green eyes, like piercing green <coughs> eyes. It's actually kind of weird, but um, you can be her all the way through, and it's great. It's worked out. She's got some. I don't know why Bioware did this, but they gave her DSLs, which is kind of weird. I'm like, yeah. why y'all? Why y'all got to do this? It's a shepherd. But it's awesome. It's, it still works. I, I'll never forget, I went to like WonderCon, uh, maybe like 2015, 2016, I saw this awesome fucking FemShep cosplayer and I wanted to get her picture and she was just like, I was like, I said to her, oh, that's a great FemShep cosplay. She was like, it's Commander Shepard. Don't <laughs> dare fucking call me FemShep. Uh, I was like, really? Is, is that serious? Okay, Commander Shepard, fine. Yeah, yes, man. man. Best cosplay in the Citadel, you know what the fuck? I, I've seen, I've seen like all the Shepard cosplay I've seen have been immensely amazing. Um, there's one cosplay I saw was uh, some girl cosplays as um, an Asari. I was like, oh That's my tough. god, yeah, that looks super tough. And you know that she had been in, in it all day because her sweat started like loosening up the glue on her tendrils, but she was still such a good sport about it. And it was amazing. I, I think I took, a, I'm pretty sure I took a picture because it's super rare to see people cosplay as an Asari. So it worked out really well. She did a great job. Honestly, I'm, I'm glad that they did this Legendary Edition because honestly, Mass Effect 1 
like I, I, I would recommend Mass Effect people, but it's like you just gotta get through the first one. The first one had a great story, but gameplay wise, it was fucking terrible. It was terrible. But yeah, this one it seems like they they've really yeah. put some time and effort to like making it more playable for people. So yeah, I I haven't played it yet, but from what I've heard, the gameplay on the first one is much better, and that that was the main thing of like the the price of entry to the series was, hey, just get 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 through the shitty gameplay in the first one, <laughs> and, then, and then be amazed by the second one. The third one is, is great as well, but uh, now that's not the case. You could just you'll you'll be fine yeah. in the first one. No. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great because headshots actually register in the first one now. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I will say this. I, I think for Mass Effect One, I mean, it still had really good reviews. Like back in the oh, day, yeah. I think I think if you look through the lens, which is hard to do in 2021, but you look through the lens of 2007, and I don't think there were nearly as many complaints as you would have from modern games about the gameplay. Uh, well, I mean, that's... go back and look at those reviews, man. I I, I did this recently. Yeah, the, but I mean, it, it got like it was like one of the games of the year. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, of course. But let's be honest though, it was a, it was a first of really of its kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they gave they gave the game a, a lot of leeway um, as far as like the gameplay goes. Like you, you go historically through anything, things are acceptable if you go back far enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what I, that's what I'm trying to be clear on. I think. It's really, I agree with you with what you're saying for 2021, absolutely. Uh, and even for- No, maybe like not even 2021, it's fucking 2015. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even for like five, <laughs> six, seven years ago. Yeah. But for 2007, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was nowhere, it was no like the worst gameplay or whatever. No, no, so no. that no. time period, it was considered one of the best games, period. Oh like, yeah, so- of, of that era, of that era. I will say this, its biggest criticism was its gameplay and the problem was the year before was gears of war and gears of war did the cover system yeah, in and out better. way better than mass effect and that's what was missing however everything else was great but don't get me wrong the gameplay back then was wonky but it wasn't like oh like this game sucks it was more like oh this is kind of weird and a little frustrating but i'm gonna i'm gonna still get through it like it worked for the time, however, with the controls of Gears of War, that would have worked better for the game. And that's what you kind of get in um, Mass Effect 2. You get more of a Gears of War style combat, which which works infinitely better. But still, yeah. they cleaned it up for the Legendary Edition. Um, it still feels a little 2007-ish. However, it's way more enhanced. It's way more responsive. It plays a bit faster. Um, uh You'll get through it just fine. Yeah. You'll have ve- very, you'll have less gripes about it now than as if it than it did in two thousand seven. So, highly recommend if you've never played the series. It's a, I feel like it's a must buy. For for context, because again, I, I'm not trying to do revisionist a, From November twentieth of 07, when I look back at the the Metacritic for this, like on three sixty, which is where most people played, it was like at a ninety one for the critics and like an eight point seven. So very close. Yeah. Like almost everybody loved this game, and back in oh yeah, That's yes everyone yes everyone loved the game. I loved the game because I, I couldn't stop playing. I'd be playing. I get home from work and I'd be like, I have to play this Mass Effect game. But yeah, there was some frustration, but the game was still fun. Everybody loved it. It was definitely one of the better games of 2007, if not the best game of 2007. Yeah, ex- exactly. Cool. So, um, go ahead. You wanted to switch gears? Yeah, I did. Uh, go ahead. Y- 
Have y'all played Hades yet? No, no. wait, where are, you, where are you playing Hades at? My, I have a Switch. Oh, okay, because it was only on PC, if I remember. No, no I didn't know it came It's on the Switch. It was on the Switch? I, okay. Because I'm definitely playing it on the Switch. <laughs> so, are, you, are you sure? Yeah. No, I was, just, play on. I was just seeing if it already came out for Switch. I should have clarified with that, because I knew it was on PC. I didn't know it was already oh, out. It's Switch. been out for the Switch. I'm waiting for it to drop on the, on the PS4 and PS5. Because uh, oh. the game is actually really fucking good. So mm -hmm. I'd actually, I was doing some research just before I started talking. Because they're, they're called rogues light games. And I was just like, what the fuck is a rogue? Because I understand the concept of a rogue light game or rogues light game. Um, but I was like, what's the origin? So apparently it was a game back in like the fucking 1980s called Rogue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it goes back a long time. It's uh, characterized uh, as a dungeon crawl through procedurally generated levels, uh, turn-based gameplay, which is kind of like not really a big deal in today's terms, uh, grid-based movement, and permanent death of the character. So this is what Hades is like. So it, it's sort of like Returnal. Obviously, it came out before Returnal. Um, but it's just like three-quarters top-down game. Think like the original Zelda. Actually, no, three quarters down is not the original Zelda. That's totally top I down. I thought that was Bird's Eye. Yeah, that, right? that was totally top down. Three quarters would be like Secret of Mana. That's three quarters view. Is that the same as like Diablo 3? Yes, that's three quarters view as well. Okay. So it's like a little bit of an angle on the view. And uh, basically you play, I forget the guy's name, someone with a Z. I, I've been playing it for just a little while, but it's, it's very enjoyable. So basically you go through uh, the underworld trying to uh, get out of the underworld because your dad is Hades and you have to figure out a way to, to go through like this crazy dungeon crawl to get out of Hades, um, out of the underworld and I guess survive or whatever. And so every time you die, it's not, it's not, I mean you're penalized but not really, it's just like you learn from like how you died and then, you know, when you come back, everything is not in the same spots to where you were. So it's just just like Returnal. Uh, but what's cool about this one is that the combat system is like really, really involved. So you have different kinds of weapons and different kinds of like perks that you can get in the game that you get way more often in uh, Hades than you do in Returnal. In Returnal, when you get weapons and like perks and like that, they're kind of like they're kind of sparse with them. To be honest, things that are like meaningful are, are very sparse. And in Hades, you get like these uh, gods' favors uh, pretty frequently in the game, and they're they're randomized. So you, you can pick like which ones. Like you usually get up, you get to pick out of three, like which which one you want. And in the beginning of the game, like the beginning of your run, you get to pick which weapon that you want to use. And you have to unlock these weapons by getting like these weapon keys. And your weapon keys stay with you even through death. So. It's a, it's a really interesting system, and there's a lot of, like, synergy between, like, the weapon that you have and then the, uh, the like, god perks that you get, like, the, the, the divine favors that you get. Are these Roman or Greek gods or a combination? Uh, they are Greek gods, right? Because that'd be Hades. Okay. Yeah, okay. Hades and Zeus and all that shit. Yeah, it's, it's Greek gods. So, yeah, it's just, it, it's a really well thought out game. Um, the voice acting is excellent. The animations are really good. Um, they have a lot of like systems upon systems, to, like how, how you want to customize your own gameplay. I can't wait for this to come out for the for the PlayStation, but for now I'm playing on the on the on the Switch. But it's I don't want to play on the Switch only because like I, I share the Switch with 
you know, K-Mac and my, my, my four-year-old. And so when they want to play, they'll just turn my fucking game off. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the run. Well, so what, Daddy? I want to play, you know, Mario. So, so yeah. But it's, like, it's still really enjoyable, though. Like, every single one that I've done has been great. Uh, the boss battles have been pretty awesome. It's the same thing to where I usually don't get, like, real sweaty palms in gaming anymore. But in these fucking roguelike games, like, I get, like, I was just playing Returnal today. And I reached, like, the third boss for the first time. And I knew I was probably going to die. And yeah, palms are sweaty, knees weak, mouth spaghetti. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Like, just trying to, like, figure out all the patterns. I'm like, all right, I'm just trying to get through this one run to, like, figure out all the patterns. And then, then I can build myself up again and then defeat this guy. But yeah, these, like, when you get a boss battle, because you don't know, first of all, you don't know where the fuck the boss is going to be um, for the most part. You don't know if you have the right equipment for the boss, if it's a new boss. You don't know... Uh, you might be low on health, so you have to, might, might have to backtrack and get more health. You know, there's like a lot of things that to take into account that you don't take into account for other games. But save points, because there's no real saves in these games. So, yeah, if you get a chance, check out Hades. Uh, a lot of our listeners have been playing this game. They recommended it. I'm playing it. Yellow right is dope. Thank you very much. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, Blue, uh, bringing you back in here. What are you playing right now? Myself. God. Oh, <laughs> while we're doing this no. live, man, God no, damn. No, no uh, man, I, I, I kind of haven't had time to jump in on any games lately. Like, Why, I'm, Blue? I'm Why? Like, I got a baby. <laughs> like, if I'm not trying to sleep, I'm like, make sure he's breathing and having a good time. Like, my, my PS5 is just hanging out there on the on the wall. Sad and sad and lonely. But um. Yeah, I haven't played. Like I want to, like I, I want to pick up uh, Lady Queen Vampire, but I, I didn't play. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't play Biohazard first before I can get into that. So I haven't. I downloaded it because it was free when you got your PS5 part of the PlayStation Collection. So I have that on there. I'm gonna jump on there. Hopefully, start playing it. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to playing Village because the reviews for it have been fucking insane. And like uh, I was watching Adam Sessler do a, a thing on it and his fucking take on it was fucking hilarious like <laughs> you can say right. like yeah you can say like you know you try to ignore the, the the hot tall vampire queen and try to talk about man about the gameplay but she kept coming back into the room <laughs> he's like he's like look i don't want to talk about you right now i just want to talk about the gameplay and all this different scary shit that happens and she kept coming back into the room like are you ready to talk about me but uh yeah i, I love that g4 is kind of somewhat back and like adam sandler is still doing his game review sessler sessler <laughs> sorry sessler <laughs> not tender sorry back um I'm so glad. Uh, thank you for fucking like just listening. You know what I mean? In terms of like play seven first, because uh, some people jumped out to Village. It's a hot new shit. I, I get it. I think uh, Capcom said like literally last week it, it already surpassed four million. And it, it, I mean, it, it's for right now. And I haven't played everything. I haven't played Returnal yet. But for right now, it's going to be a nominee for my game of the year. Uh, but it's still early. Um, but yeah, if you don't play seven, you. I don't. I really don't want to hear from you about Village. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just don't understand who the fuck Ethan Winters is. You know what I mean? You're going to be so unfamiliar with this fucking world. Uh, you might know Chris from uh, like Resident Evil Five. You know, but like, you, you need to fucking play Seven. Chris was in three, right? Was uh, no, he was not in three. 
Mm-mm. I think it was in two or three because it was what it was. It was Chris and Jill for two, I think. That was uh, uh, Kennedy, uh, Leon Kennedy, and oh, it was Leon. Yeah, two. you're right. You're right. And then Leon. in three, you had Carlos and you had uh, Jill Valentine. Mm. I, I, I know my uh, Resident Evil now. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't played since three, which is kind of sad. Like the, the game didn't. End. I, actually, I played the one that took place in Aerosmith. I think that was the last one I played. That was five. Yeah. Yeah, five was the last one I played. All good. Oh, I, I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna quickly say uh, I, I finally did beat Village, and here's the biggest endorsement I can give for it. Immediately, I restarted the game on New Game Plus, and I'm working my way through and uh, finishing off all the stuff I didn't collect and leveling up weapons. It it doesn't let you fully level up unless you're a fucking expert on your first run. I do realize now that you can certainly do some speed runs, but again, I. I I have to appreciate Capcom is just on a fucking uh, a tear right now. They're making well, really good games. They're putting out co- uh, high quality products, and Village is just fucking fun. The environments and the maps are some of my fucking favorite. I just what well, in- interesting with with uh, Adam Sussler. He he had mentioned how like you know with the gameplay, like if you if you're you're in the castle for for a portion of time, once you do the castle, there's no going back. So you literally have to play New Game Plus. So for anybody who's just picked up the game. Explore, explore, explore. Try to find wherever you can. That's what he, he the tip he gave. If you turn all the rooms blue, you don't have to go back. But go ahead. Uh, Kronos, you had a question? Okay, yeah. Cool. What happened to your eye, man? Man, I think I blew some kind oh, of uh, blood, vessel? blood vessel. I actually went to the ophthalmologist yesterday or whatever. He said it should heal up in a few few days or something. But uh, <laughs> it fucking sucked. Did Mace get you in the eye? You, <laughs> no. <laughs> you already know what happened. Some food had busted right in his <laughs> eye. Ah, wow. This is what happens when you mess around with your live action footage. You get it right in the eye, just right there. I was like, that's what happened. You know, that's what happened. Two things on this podcast I never recognized before. First of all, I didn't know you wore fucking glasses at all. (laughs) And second of all, like, well, yeah, but also like the the blood vessel. I've blown a blood vessel in my eye, so it'll it'll heal, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's not painful at all. I woke up on Sunday. I was like, are you turning? Hmm? Yeah, are you turning? I I might be. I fucking thought I was, man. All the zombie shit I've been fucking uh, playing and and, and watching lately. But yeah. I was going to say, it's like the prison story. Like, you know, you're going to shoot your eye out playing with some food. So you got to be careful, man. It's only only once a week. Um, Speaking of of goddamn zombies. Speaking (laughs) of goddamn zombies, though, uh, did y'all watch Army of the Fucking Dead? Not yet. Oh, yeah. Yes. I've been been consumed by Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience is so good, it's affecting my fucking sex life. I'm just saying. Oh, damn. damn. Yeah. It it is a great show. Is it Uh, it on Amazon or is it... Netflix. Like, how can people watch it? Oh, it's on Netflix, all right. Yeah. I thought it got canceled and, like, people were trying to see if Netflix... If somebody can pick it up? Yeah, I think... I hope Netflix can pick it up uh, because it kind of ended abruptly. Apparently, I've been watching uh, interviews with Paul. I don't remember his last name. But he's the guy who plays Appa in the show. And he said that for him, it was it was a very sudden and abrupt ending to the show. And he wants to do more. But there's it, apparently, it's a complicated issue with like the show writers and somebody else. So I don't give a fuck. Uh, I just need this show to keep going forever. Like, seriously. <laughs> it, it's such a good show. I, I agree. I, I'm like deep into season two, but I love it. It that one's great. Um, but I, I do want to talk. Uh, I won't yes. be too spoilery, but I, I gotta talk about Army of the Fucking Dead, man. Uh, Blue, 
What did you think? This is on Netflix. It was in, it technically in theaters, but who the fuck's going to theaters in 2021? Right. Uh, Blue, what did you think of this? God damn it. Like, this shit was fucking funny. Like, it was fucking movie. hilarious. Yeah, it was it was hilarious for, for, for the fucking movie. Like, it, it definitely is not a movie you can take serious because, like, shit just kind of goes off the walls kind of randomly and, like, there's a few continent, there's a few issues I had with it, but overall, like, you know, the whole fucking height, it almost, it has kind of a, a um, what is it, uh, the Suicide Squad feel to it, just a little bit, like, well, especially with, like, your graphic art that they have for, like, their posters and stuff, it had a, a Suicide Squad feel, but just the whole fact that we got a fucking zombie goddamn lion or tiger, which I was like, you never, see, you never really see that in fucking other zombie movies or whatever. And that shit was just fucking dope. Like it was fucking cool. But we get, we get like a kind of a, a new breed of zombies that I don't think I've seen before. Like we have kind of intelligent zombies. I mean, we we have intelligent zombies in the past, but like I mean, these are like I don't know, like they have alphas and like betas, and like the alphas are like you know the badass ones you gotta watch out for. The betas are like. It's like your beta male, like your little bitches. You don't have to worry about them too much. You can just kind of outsmart them. But like, yeah, just it was just fun all together. But like, kind of the issues I had, like I'll get into it later. What was your guys' take on it? Oh, did you go? Um, I find it funny that Zack Snyder kind of like frowns on his movies being interpreted into video games. But when you watch his movies, his movies feel like live action video games. Like. When you're watching this, just like, oh, this is basically like if you put Rainbow Six or Modern Warfare and added, you know, Left 4 Dead and a little bit of like um, GTA to it. That's what this game was all about. It's like Ocean, the Ocean's Eleven series meets um, uh, Dawn of the Dead. It was basically like like that. And what I didn't realize is the movie's two and a half hours long. long. I was like, what the fuck? This movie's hella long for a zombie film, two and a half hours, but it's a heist film with zombies. So it's like, what the hell? Because there's a lot of stuff that happens. There's a lot of craziness. There's there's a lot of there's a good amount of gore. Um, some people say there's a lot of gore. I think there's a good amount. I don't think there's a ton of gore. I thought there was um, a lot of gore. Uh, I guess maybe uh, maybe that's just me. Um, to me, I think there's a great little. Um, take on the origin of the zombies because like you literally get like all these theories really right off the bat like in the first five minutes or where they came from and 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 what's you know what's going on and, and I'm just like oh that's actually an interesting take I never thought about that like I don't think a lot of people ever thought about that and then when shit hits the fan shit goes kind of crazy and then like it kind of turns into a different movie or whatnot and it was it, it it was it was definitely entertaining. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I, I'm with you on the fucking entertainment. First and foremost, give fucking props to Dave fucking Batista. Yeah. Look here, um, we all loved him as Drax and Guardians and whatnot. I, I, I get that, but he's the lead here. It's an ensemble cast, no fucking doubt. But he's the fucking lead, and he's a great action star and interesting fucking actor. You can't like take your eyes off of him in terms of what he's gonna say or do next in this he's just really fucking good um and the other thing i gotta give props to and i know it sounds fucking uh, juvenile and whatnot but fuck you this is a fun movie zombie titties god damn it oh Don't yeah forget zombie <laughs> fucking titties. wait you zombie hold on zombie strippers zombie get that stripper right titties, zombie strippers uh uh fucking uh getting head in the car 
uh, might be the start of the zombie apocalypse. Mm. Um, not to spoil <laughs> nothing. And uh, obviously, that tiger was ridiculous. Uh, horses, uh, zombie horses. You just had a lot of creativity going into this. Um, I love the fact that. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me let me let me stop. When people start complaining about, oh, so many people died from the main uh, crew in this zombie movie. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't watch zombie movies then, and you yeah. don't like horror at all. Obviously, what's going to happen in a zombie movie where there's a big cast, the overwhelming majority, 80 fucking 90% aren't gonna fucking survive. We know that, it's a trope of the genre. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. But um, for me personally, I didn't I didn't mind the quote unquote length or whatever. Look, I watched three hour in game, like, you know, uh, this, oh, yeah. this, this was and two and a half. Four, and Four hour Justice League. Yeah, four hour <laughs> Justice League. You know, if you need a break, you're watching it on Netflix, pause it, go to the bathroom, get some popcorn and come back the next day if you fucking need to. But, you know, you can make your own fucking intermission when it's on Netflix. So I, for whatever reason that that was kind of whatever. But um, there's. It's setting it up perfectly for a sequel, and I love the fact that people are tripping out about the possibility of alternate timelines being heavily hinted in this movie. And I didn't expect that from a zombie movie. And there's credible theories from what you see on screen and what they say for certain characters that can almost confirm that this might be on an infinite loop. In multiple uh, dimensions. Oh yeah, I, can I thought that was fucking wild. Yeah, uh, so I love that. Yeah, just kind of jumping off of that. Like, yeah, there's there's one scene, and it, it seems like yeah, like this is something that's happening over and over again, and like it's basically a loop going on. And it, they it, they hinted at that very fucking heavily too. Like the evidence was there right in front of you. Yeah, one other big thing too, and there are some spoilers in here. I'm trying not to go too heavily deep, but. Um, one of the final-ish scenes, uh, obviously, you know that there's a vault, you know, there's a heist aspect of it. They do mention, because people have gotten hung up on the heist stuff, um, they mention exactly, if you listen carefully with the subtitles on, what the uh, vault could and could not do. But you have to fucking pay attention and actually listen and read, like, or listen uh, to what they're saying and read the subtitles or whatever, because the vault has randomly generated codes that already have been attempted so some people oh. are mentioning that as a fucking plot hole and they're ridiculous that's and not it yeah that's not that's an actual fact because like vegas vegas vaults are kind of like that usually they're digital but an old tumblr style one yeah. some of those will do that those are actual safes they or vaults it. actually those they, are, yeah they, yeah they, they state it in there if you pay attention and then the other part, part that i just want to be clear on there is a fail safe for people who get locked in safes. Yeah, well that's for these that's an, yeah. that's even that's the same thing as a freezer. If you're locked in the freezer, there's a way to get out. Either one, uh, and I'm ta I'm talking about an industrial freezer, like a freezer for a restaurant or or for like a um, like a a, a butcher. So yeah. if you're locked in the freezer, there's usually a, a, a release to get you out because those things seal airtight so either yep. they give you a way to uh call um the authorities to come and get you out or there's a emergency release in order to get you out and the same thing with safes if it was an older safe he might have been fucked but uh, a new vegas safe yeah if you're locked in there's a way to get you out there's usually some kind of uh, me mechanism or or um 
or some kind of like input that will let you get out. Well, it's usually yeah. pretty easy. Oh, Ninja, what if you're trapped in the closet like R. Kelly? Oh, well then, I bet he chose to get out though. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, Prodigy, this isn't the first time we've seen zombie titties. If you've ever seen Return of the Living Dead, there's True. zombie titties in that. Like, actually, she's full on naked. You see zombie bush in that. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, was gonna say, I was gonna say that we also see um, wonderful, wonderful breasts and, um, oh god, that one Quentin Tarantino movie with Zama Hayek. But she wasn't, she wasn't a zombie, she was a vampire, so that doesn't fucking count. <laughs> oh, that so that's a Robert Rodriguez film. Quentin movie. Tarantino stars in it. Mm, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. That's you're talking about uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, so what? But one of one of my problems. I'm, I'm kind of glad I got broke broke down the whole uh, safe thing because I, that was like kind of the first problem I had was that like the owner of a hotel wants you to go break into his building and bust into his vault. It's like, can't you give him the combination? <laughs> yeah. The, well, <laughs> But like, yeah, like I just said, they, if you pay close attention, they, they, they do kind of explain exactly what's going on with that. If you really, if you think about it and listen carefully in terms of how, what kind of safe this is. It's just called uh, I guess people must have missed it because I knew, I knew what was going on. I mean, that's why they got a safe cracker to come and get it open. But that kind of still doesn't make sense because, I mean, I'm thinking of like, you know, for like uh, computers. Like if you have if your computer has like a token, like a token card or whatever, and it randomly generates code for you to be unlock, able to unlock your computer or not. So I would think for these safe, they have to have like some kind of token that would give them the code. So being the owner of this book, so this okay, I can understand why he would not want them to have that path to have the code because he's already insured. Like so technically, he's got his fucking money. His insurance gave him his the, that two million, two hundred million dollars, whatever not. So they, I can understand him not giving them power just because of that. Because if you gave him the password, the password order, then his insurance would be like, hey, they use the code, we gotta take your money back, blah blah blah. But like, having having like a the code, I like the thing would make things a whole lot easier, and it would save them a bunch of time. Um, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, just because he may have been the owner, he may not have been the safekeeper. That, that could have been the, the pit boss, because there's usually multiple owners and whatnot. And there's probably someone else that was involved with the um, the the vault, and I think he says that person was dead when they're talking about it. I think when he's in the yeah. diner, pretty sure he says that person that was there is dead. And so, yeah, there's. A, I mean, some people may not believe this because they don't know much about vaults. They just think that oh, if you do the right combination, it opens. It's just like the Enigma device. The Enigma device would change on you, or basically, in order to solve it, it's really hard to solve. And they're basically, that's what they're trying to do with the safe. It just had a lock to it. Uh, one more quick thing. I fucking love the shout out to Aliens. Another badass Ridley Scott fucking movie where you got uh, the fucking um, uh, tough uh, Latina. Latina, yeah. With the red bandana. Vasquez. Going, yeah, yeah, going balls out uh, in, you know, in, in this fucking movie. It was like a... It was like a nice homage to that shit. I was like, okay, I see exactly what you're doing on that. And, yeah, it was, and that was totally showing her scene. She yeah. was blatant too. She had she had almost the exact same outfit, yep. <laughs> camouflage and everything. The only difference was she had long hair. It was yeah. pretty much that was it. The only difference. Everything yeah. else is like I'm like, oh, I see you, alien shout out. Like it was pretty evident. Yeah, I, 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 I like how they same attitude and everything. Absolutely. I like, I like how the time frame just. Kind of, it, they went by like Dragon Ball Z fucking time frame where it's like <laughs> the whole the bomb's gonna blow up in a fucking hour, 
it's going to take us like 50 hours to be able to fly <laughs> from one side of the city to the other. <laughs> like, come on now. That, I mean, that's why I thought it was fun. Like, I didn't take the movie serious. Like, there was a lot yeah. of continuity issues, but like, it was overall, it was it was a good fucking time. I had it. Like, the other problem I have is like, where the fuck these blue eye robots come from? Well, yeah, I think we're. I think this is going to be the start of something. It, yeah, it, he left a lot of breadcrumbs in this one for prequels and sequels. So we'll see. I, I'd be interested yeah. in watching more. Anyway, uh, Carlos, you, sorry, you. I know you. Uh, you didn't watch it, but uh, I want to switch gears on something else that you did see or. Done me. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, the Eternals trailer dropped uh, recently, mm. and I think that this has potential to be Guardians of the Galaxy surprisingly good. Hopefully, they have some questions to answer because a lot of folks don't know who the fuck the Eternals are. Luckily, Marvel did the right thing this time, and they made a new run of the Eternals, and it's actually <laughs> pretty good because it gives like the, okay. the history of the Eternals and like how they're connected to Thanos. And all this shit. So, if y'all uh, want to read up on the Eternals, there is a new Eternals comic book series. Let's see if I have the latest one that I've read on here. I think it's number four. Uh, it, yeah, here it is. It is number four. This is what the comic looks like. Right here. And all the characters that you're going to see in the Eternals movie are in this comic uh icarus and a bunch of other people gilgamesh and like you'll see them all and then you'll recognize them in the in the in the trailer but yeah uh the eternals are basically almost godlike beings on earth so they're the same people that so they're kind of thanos because basically the eternals were on earth and then a sect of them went to titan and they became the Titans. That, and that's who gave birth to Thanos. He's a Titan. So that's why he's so tough. And even though he's he technically is a mutant. But, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, good. but he's like incredibly tough. He has all these incredible powers just from birth. Uh, and the other Eternals have similar like badass powers. So some of them are incredibly fast, incredibly durable, incredible amount, amounts of destruction. Uh, so I look forward to seeing this movie. I think they have a, a pretty decent cast for the movie. And like I said, I think that people are going to be hesitant to watch it because it's like, well, who the fuck are these guys? Same thing with, same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. I think if they, if they do this movie right, then it has potential to be a surprise, a potential surprise hit like Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think it's going to come out in a time when uh, people are going to come start to come back to the movie theaters more. I think it's going to come out in 2022, I believe. No, it's just, I think it's later this it's year. Later this year? I think okay. it's in the fall. Well, even in the fall. In the fall, hopefully, if we don't have another surge of COVID, uh, this can mm. do incredibly well in the theaters. It could be like one of our first real blockbusters uh, in the theaters. So I have high hopes for the movie. Um, I, I think it's going to expand the MCU as far as like how the has as far as like the Marvel Universe goes, we already had some inklings of that with uh, Captain Marvel because they introduced the uh, the scrolls, and that that opens up the universe with the Eternals. I think it's going to get even more uh, cosmically aware of like you know 
these other beings inside the the Marvel universe. So hopefully, hopefully it's good. I have I have high hopes. But if it sucks, I'll be the first one to say it sucks. Yeah. So we're supposed to get four MCU movies this year. So we'll Black Widow's out in July. Then we'll have Shang-Chi in September 3rd. And then Eternals November 5th. And then in December, we'll have Spider-Man. So we're about to those see. are really, those last two are really close. Real together. close together. Yeah, they're a month apart. So I mean, I'm going to be very honest. You know, this is not me saying that uh, I've seen the fucking movie. The trailer was a little dull for me. You know, I mean, it didn't like make me, you know, laugh or, or feel inspired to run out and like opening weekend watch it just from just the trailer. Not talking about reading the, you know, the comics that uh, Cronus went over, but the trailer itself didn't like overwhelm and wow me. We'll see when it drops. Maybe there's going to be a second trailer or whatever, but it didn't quite feel exciting for me. Well, I think it was. I get this one right. Say it. Yes, she said it. I think it's oh. so, and so was uh, Angelina Jolie. So yeah, I'm just I'm excited about the uh, the Stark reunion in this film. Yeah. We got Robin. Uh, Robin Jon Snow in this. Yeah, it, it's it should be. I mean, honestly, like Guardians of the Galaxy didn't have great trailers either. Most people were confused by it; they didn't understand. But it was like it was one of those. I'm pretty sure Guardians of the Galaxy, well, the first weekend wasn't that great, but then the second weekend was awesome because the guy had word of mouth. I, I have a feeling that this might reach that level, but it's not going to be funny. So it's not mm. going to be as funny as Guardians of the Galaxy. That'll be something that'll be sort of missed but it's going to be cool to see like the origins of man from the marvel, marvel perspective i think that could be really interesting to like to nerds well and i'm going to also say this you know i don't know how they're going to do it but you know i'm fucking completely on board if if whatever storyline they choose to bring fantastic four and, and mutants in you know what i mean if it's via you know, an after credit scene with Eternals, then so fucking be it. I don't care how it, it actually occurs. Um, and it may not be from comic canon, but if you get mutants in, I'm on board. Yeah. But I, I, I gotta be honest, I, I, I wasn't, like, blown away. I mean, I, I think, I, I think honestly, they, they could build... They already have hints to it in the, in the trailer where they're talking about, you know, Tony Stark and Captain America not being around again. So this is obviously in the same universe, so them talking about I think one of the guys even said like I can be the new Captain America or some shit like that but um, I think that this could be like the, a really good reboot of the next phase I'm not a reboot but the next phase of the MCU is the showing like these godlike characters overlooking Earth and taking over like where the Avengers were you know because obviously the Avengers are right now they're done because you know there's no more Captain America there's no more Iron Man there's um the well, they, well they technically have a new cap though technically they're gonna have a new yeah, cap, a but, new they, cap. but the avengers still is, is they're done they're done for now so there's gonna have to be a mm-hmm. new shuffling of the avengers and i think that this could be hopefully if they do it right it could be really cool especially like introduce like all these new characters i mean they, they're making a blade movie too so i think that they're gonna potentially have the same sort of success of the last you know three or four phases of the mcu into this new start of the fifth phase. I think it's the fifth phase, fifth phase right? I think it's fourth. Is it fourth? Yeah, right? Okay. Well, going into this new phase, I think that they could start it off right by kind of... Because, you know, when the last phase ended, basically everything ended. And so you need a new beginning with new heroes. 
and they're introducing all new heroes. It's not going to it's not going to be done like the Avengers where they get introduced to them to you like one by one, but this is going to be like one core group of people of superheroes that they're going to introduce first, and then after that, multiple other heroes after that. I think it's going to be cool. They, they, I, I think it's also painfully obvious they're doing young Avengers of some sort. Like that, that's what the oh, fucking yeah. leading into. Like I mean, I, I, think, already... I think even Black Widow is going to give you another Black Widow. Like you know what I mean? Or yeah, I mean we've already been we've already been introduced to a couple of the yeah. young Avengers already. We like, might have to see uh, more. We got Miss Miss Marvel coming out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah as a TV show. Oh, a TV show, okay. Yeah, but but I mean it, again, it, it's it's. I don't know. I don't know. I have a crystal ball. I'm not Kevin Feige, Feige but it, it certainly looks like that's what they're leading to. And it makes sense in terms of the success of Avengers. You, you know, do use the same label and, and, and make it Young Avengers, and you know, there you go. But then but, again, like these these TV series, like the Disney Plus TV series for Marvel, have been fucking killing. Like like um, Bucky and and Forrest Gump, I fish the Fisherman. <laughs> Captain Falcon and Mr. Gump. How dare you, Captain America, or the Sam and Bucky show? Get it right. Put some put some respect on it. But no, like that that series was really good. That was really well done, and it it was almost like a weekly Marvel fucking movie, basically. Maybe a little bit toned down, but like even WandaVision was really fucking good for a TV series. And they, they kind of still tie into the Marvel Universe, so... They do. Ms. Marvel, she can start off as a TV series. They can build up the character that you get known, like, know more about her, and then, bam, Mar- Young Avengers. Um, That's exactly and, and, like, what, uh, J- June 9th, we're going to get the Loki TV series. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably be introducing some new characters on that show, too, so... Yeah, I mean, I said it for a said it for a long time. I mean, you know, for m- most of the MCU, I, I want to say like two thirds or half of it, we all know the best fucking villain prior to Thanos was Loki. You oh know, yeah, that's why they kept bringing him back over and over again. So you mm-hmm. know, we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Let me mention something real quick too. Switching gears. Uh, I gotta give some props to Stitch. He recommended something that um, I fucking <laughs> love. With. I only watched the fucking pilot. Snowfall, I don't know why the fuck it took me so goddamn long to, to get on board with this. This is a legit fucking GTA meets the wire on the West Coast with a little bit of uh, straight out of Compton all mixed <laughs> together. Uh, just watched the fucking pilot. I think it's on Hulu, uh, uh, you know, for the reruns or you can watch it live on, on FX. This has all the fucking elements with the crack epidemic and uh, L.A. And, and, and Contras and CIA. This is just, and it's fun. It's not all fucking. Oh, here's all. Here's a fucking history lesson. No, it's it's fun and and dynamic and has a whole lot of fucking heart. I'm already fucking sold. I've only watched one episode. I'm gonna it's, binge it. it. I, I swear to God, the way you guys were talking about it in the chat, I thought you guys were talking about a fucking game. But it's like, oh man, you are you are you jumping on that snow, that uh, snowfall diet? I'm like, man, <laughs> that's the game I fucking missed. You're like, what? what? What console is this available on? You're like, oh no, it's a TV series. I'm like, oh shit, all right, I gotta check this out then. Strippers and cocaine are flowing. There's a whole lot of fucking sex in this and a whole lot of fucking dead bodies. So buckle up, don't let your kids watch. Uh, did any of you guys watch? <laughs> did any of you guys watch Dave on on Hulu? No, no. I've been meaning to. This little little Dicky show, little right? Dicky, yeah, yeah. So season two drops soon. Um, I think it comes out maybe yeah. this Friday. I think. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to see if I could watch it. It's it's fucking hilarious. 
I need to start. I, I'm in behind. Um, really quickly, uh, I, anybody watch Modoc? Modoc dropped on uh, Hulu. Is that good? Weekend. I'm, I'm gonna watch it, it next week. I watched the first three episodes. If you're a fan of like um, Seth Green's comedy and Robot Chicken, you'll love this show. So watch it when you're um, high. Is basically, that's code for watching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's literally like a Marvel property with the robot chicken, like kind of jokes and and setting. So, I mean, it it's not necessarily for me. I mean, it it is kind of (laughs) enjoyable, but I've never been a huge fan of robot chicken, but it's a lot like fucking robot chicken. Is it the claymation kind of stop motion? Yeah, it's like the stop. It's like the stop motion kind of stuff. It's just uh, better graphics. They do a better thing. I mean, it's weird because it's kind of gory, like. People lose their arms and shit, and people that's get. That's what Robot they, Chicken was. Yeah, that's why I just say it's like Robot Chicken. Like, there's a an experiment that literally grows and then explodes from the inside, like covering people in blood and shit, and like it's just it's super crazy. But uh, it it's just like that Robot Chicken type humor. So if you're into that, this is it the perfect is, show for you. How does it compare to um, Harley Quinn? Because Harley Quinn is fucking. It's not, that's probably one of the greatest animated series right now. It's not. So it's not the same. It's not. It's not um, like like uh, traditional animation. This is more of a like the stop motion claymation I'll, I'll answer, type stuff. I'll answer so. your question, even though I haven't I haven't seen it. What I think the answer is from Old Ninja, it, it is not the same, but it doesn't sound like it's up to Harley Quinn's level of excellence. It's, it's on a different level. Okay. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to explain. It's funny, goddammit. I've only seen the first three episodes, and there's ten episodes, and they're all on Hulu. They're all, like, they all got released all at once. Wait, Prodigy, have you watched Harley Quinn yet? Yeah, man, I'm, many, on, uh, I'm, on, I'm on C, season two, I think. I think yeah, I, season I, three I is the latest season. one. Oh, okay. But no, you, you hit the nail on the Dude. fucking head with that one. Harley Quinn is a fucking... Like one of the best animated comedy shows I've ever fucking seen. Oh, in the DC universe. That shit is great. Actually, uh, the other one he hit on the head was the um, um, Deathstroke. Uh, what was oh, it yeah. Monster Dragons mm. and Monsters or whatever? I think it's on HBO Max. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, it's so on there. But watch... only only the first episode is on there. Like we never got a second episode. I think it's I a think full movie thing now. Yeah, yeah. I thought the whole thing was. I thought it was like a. I don't think there's that many episodes, but I mean, if you haven't watched it, it's on HBO Max. Highly recommend. It's the animated uh, Deathstroke. Uh, I, is it Dragons and Monsters or Dragons and Dragons and Dragons? There you go. But no, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. The whole way, the whole reason why I stumbled across it was because it was on CWC. Like I got done watching The Flash, and it came up, and so I was like, "Oh, let me check this out." And I was like. This is dope as fuck, and it was like a yeah. cool unedited. Yeah, and like it, I had a it had a taste that it was gonna be a series, but I think it said episode one, but we never got like episode two, or episode three, unless they released and I just fucking not know about it. Yeah, I think I think that's what he's saying. I think that's on there now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I gotta check this out then and see if I if I have seen it all or if I um you know I've only seen half of it. Yeah, it was really good. Well, no, because I know at the end he he takes his son, and his son fucking. They can fuck them over. Yeah. Cronus, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I got a question for you. Sure. Uh, did you finish up this Castlevania, goddammit? Uh, no, I'm I'm behind. I, I need to okay. like sit down and 
make time for it. So, like, Kim's convenience has been like eating up the vast majority of like my TV. <laughs> it's the, one of the most wholesome shows on TV right now. I, I, I have to give it like the most amount of accolades like I could possibly give. It's really good. It's Canadian. Um, it's about an Asian family running a convenience store, and there's like the way that that they tackle various social issues uh, is really well done. And they, I know they won a bunch of awards. I know it ended abruptly, but they need to keep it going. I don't care how it happens. Like, this needs to be, like, Simpsons level, like, run. of. You know what's crazy is that the guy that plays Appa, the dad, he mm-hmm. uh, he's only, like, seven years older than me. Wow. He, he plays a 60-year-old on there really well. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it's... And it's funny because, like, hearing him, like, talk in real life, like, he sounds much younger. But, yeah, that's just the way he looks. I mean, like, if you're graying and losing your hair, you're going to look way older than you normally would. But uh, he's an excellent actor. All the actors on there do a really good job. Uh, just, yeah, watch watch the goddamn show. It, it, uh, if, you right. got, if you got Netflix, you got no excuse. Uh, it, it's weird because I'm, I'm planning on moving to Canada <laughs> sometime in the future. When that will be, I don't, I don't know. But it's interesting, like how similar American culture is to uh, Canadian culture. Like you, you, you almost forget that it's a Canadian show until it's mm-hmm. until it's just certain words like sorry. I say sorry, yeah. <laughs> and like there's a couple other words too. That but it's still everything else. Just like it seems very similar to uh, to American culture, and I think it's it's re- especially when it comes to like immigrants and. Uh, like people that are, have different uh, sexualities and stuff like that, like it's just it's really well done. So definitely check it out. Hi, uh, you know, <sighs> Stitch talked about it a while back, but he's totally right. It's a great show. Everybody should watch it. So right, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I learned about Korean the, the Korean invasions and Korean wars and the Korean uh, uh, fucking uh, um, theme song, not theme song. They're fucking national anthem on that um, show. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Do they do they do the whole like uh, like the cheesy Asian Korean stereotype of the show, or is they it's just a fun family own that own a convenience store? Yeah, it's it's a fun family, but I mean they, they deal with serious issues too. Like mm. I mean, as like a even in the first episode, there is like there is an issue with the son and the dad because basically the son got kicked out of the house when he was still a kid. And so that's like an ongoing issue throughout the entire show of him like getting kicked out of the house and because so he did something wrong and his dad basically disowned them and like seeing them like um, reconcile over time, like over an extreme amount of time is like really cool to see. So it's not, the show is not like a normal show because what I don't like about a lot of shows, especially today is that they try to like do these really weird like stereotypes especially with dads of like dads being like terrible and incompetent like it's a serious trope in america but nobody are in like just general like north american culture you know is that the, the dad's always incompetent he doesn't really care about his kids he's not there for the kids blah 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 even though what i just said about like him like kind of disowning his own son he's they reconcile um and he's still there for like his daughter like he and he's a strong father and i think that people can probably 
how do I say it? They probably see glimpses of like their own father or somebody that they knew was kind of like him uh, in the show and the way that he handles like certain situations. Like some certain certain times he's like real, a real hard ass on things, and certain mm-hmm. times he's like trying to learn like how to be a better father. And I think that that's something that we need in general, like just in the world, is like showing that hey, you know, people are flawed. And if you're working on, if you get a chance to work on your flaws and become a better person, then, you know, that's the way to go. Other than just, I'm going to be a dumbass father forever, you know? So, yeah, I, especially as a father, I really enjoy the show. I, I definitely got to check it out. Awesome. Kind of, jump back to, to Deathstroke, uh, Knights and Dragons. So I, I did a quick little research and... It looks like this. The movie was supposed to be a twelve-part series that originally dropped in April of 2019, and for some reason, uh, it never continued after that. After like the first, the first episode dropped on on CW feed, but then it was released as a movie in August 4th of 2020. But I believe when they aired it on on CWC, they had the entire fucking movie on there. So I actually jumped up on HBO Max. And I kind of fast forward, kind of close to the end, and I seen this whole entire movie. And I've only watched it on CWC, so CWC actually has a full entire movie available back in April, and this they finally released it on Blu-ray in August. But like, yeah, this shit, this shit, fucking dope. Yeah, and it's crazy because CWC is free. Anybody yeah, free. can watch it. <laughs> yep. Sign up right now, and you don't have to sign up. All you got to do is just go to the site. You don't need to sign up. You just pick what show you want to watch, and boom. Well, what's kind of cool is um, Krypton is on CWC right now, too. It is. Uh, All of it, too. The first two seasons. I think that was all there was. Yeah, there's only two seasons. Yeah. Goddamn. Futuristic fucking (laughs) uh, civilization with goddamn living in caves with fucking dirt and shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of weird. And it's also, I was kind of weird, but I guess um, because... The bloodline of General Zod is like African. Is they're black on Krypton, so I was like, "Wait, what?" And I guess there's versions of um, Zod. I mean, there's um, Zal Zod's father, General Zod. He's black, obviously. So, I mean, here's the thing. You know, everybody gets all bent out of shape, but you know, you you are technically, even though they look human-like, talking about aliens. So you you can do whatever wild ass shit you kind of want to if it's on an alien planet right it's very true very true except you can't cast goku as a white guy where else what's the first can i talk about superman oh you want to talk about superman go ahead we well, because no, uh, we have here on the list uh, the topic about how the CW is going to be... Oh, no, WB wants to make a Black kal movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there wow. is a Black... The way you, the way you guys said that was, like, to- fucking terrible. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. What? Okay, so g- give your opinion on that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, very enthusiastic about this. It, it seems like... <laughs> It seems like they're just doing basically a black face over the Kal-El characters that's been around for 80 plus years rather than the Superman-like Kryptonians in alternate universes that actually are different from the Kal-El we've 
we've known that are some of them, you know, uh, are various ethnicities. So hold on, well, are it they, seems weird to me. Are they talking about making like Clark Kent black or? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's Kal-El Clark Kent. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. as black. That's what. That's that's the sticker that like really mm. like that. That seems uh, weird to me. Like wild to me, uh, so... especially given the fact you got you got steel. You got you know. Um, Val, Val, Val Zod. Yeah, you got you got other Kryptonians, uh, and you even have from Milestone Comics uh, icon uh, that's mm -hmm. basically a Superman-like black man character. So, so, okay, so, so there's on. other things you could do, but this is weird to me. Um, so I think technically Calvin Ellis, who is Black Superman. In the other, in another universe, I think his name is still Kal-el. His name is Kal-el. It's so, just instead of a hyphen, it's all one word. Yeah, so I think they could still technically get away with this if they do it in the right way because it would introduce the multiverse. But I don't fucking know. So yeah, so they're. That's why I don't understand. So they're saying that uh, Henry Cavill or Cavill. Uh, is doing um, apparently he's supposed to be showing up as Superman in other films but he won't get his his lead as Superman so I don't understand if they're going to do this with Calvin Ellis, Kal-El or Val Zod and um, Cavill shows up from a different universe and is like hey I can show you how to be a real Superman or like you know maybe these two meet or something or if they're doing uh, alternate universe stuff, or they're rebooting. So it's super, super sketch right now that there aren't that many details. So I'm just like, well, what's happening over there? What are you guys doing? Are, are you, apparently, I guess the Snyderverse is dead if your guys aren't gonna connect all this stuff. So who knows? Uh, look, there's way more of a outrage from you know possibly having a black superman than there was with having a black uh nick fury so nobody cared about black nick fury and there was one before that there wasn't one in the comics and when you know samuel L. jackson became nick fury nobody cared no that's not true no that, hold on that's not true uh nick fury was in the ultimate universe comics prior to Sam Jackson. Okay, well then this is literally the same thing. Literally the same thing. Same fucking name. And why is there an issue now? We, well, we don't, we still don't quite know. When you say Cal-L spelled with that hyphen. No, no, you're, don't man. You're kind of back that What do you mean? No, I'm saying when you say spell Cal L, you're, you're talking about that Clark, same Clark Kent that we've known for 80 plus years. Valzad, you know, obviously multiverse well, and all his, that. His name in but America, he, his name is his name when he when he gets to wherever is different. It's Calvin Ellis, but when it came to Nick Fury, his name was still Nick Fury in different universe, but he was black. And once he was in the MCU, he was, you know, he was fine. Like nobody really cared. Even in the comics, it wasn't really a big deal because they understood, most rational people understood there was a different universe. And the black Nick Fury um, won out over the, you know, the Caucasian Nick Fury. Uh, agreed, but two quick things. Superman's a much bigger character. 
than, than, than Nick Fury ever was, one. But secondly, what it sounds like Warner Brothers is doing is taking Clark Kent Kal-El and just making a black version. If that's true, maybe, but I still go back to the whole Nick Fury thing because it's still literally Nick Fury. And people didn't care. And you, you might, I mean, yeah, you can say that Superman's a bigger character. Yeah, it's true, but still, like, why is it a big deal? I think I, I think you. I, I want to say you have to look at it like because I mean, Superman is kind of a it's basically a god, and for people to see their god as, as being black, it's just going to fucking have head rolling. Well, <laughs> that's getting into the theological shit, but I mean, honestly, I, I don't. There's a precedent already in the comics. If there's a precedent in the comics, why can't we accept it in the movie theater? Or we will see what we will see what they do. I think it's still slightly different to take the comic black character and make a movie out of him is different from a Clark Kent Cal L, but we're just going to give him a. a, a basically a black actor yeah. but he's still he's basically Henry Cavill's character as with a black actor yeah but we don't know if that's, uh, if that's the case though so yeah I, I, would, I, that, I would agree with you a, if they literally just took you know the traditional you know Clark Kent character and just made him black yeah I agree with you but we don't know that so, so I'm, I'm gonna yeah, go off we, of off of the actual comics and if they do if they do like the comics then for me it's fine yeah. It's, I, it's totally I, fine. I'm with that too. I like, like I mentioned, Steel or Val, Val Zod or you know Icon. I mean, a lot of people have been waiting. Icon's basically like Superman too, even though he's yeah. an alien. But we haven't. They could have easily pulled him in. I mean, I think that would be a perfect character you, to you know introduce. Be, you know what this would be like for me? It's like you're doing, let's just say, a Wonder Woman movie, and with instead Nubia? of. Instead of Nubia, <laughs> you actually do Diana Prince, but she basically looks like Nubia. And people would be like, well, why aren't you Nubia? Yeah, but that's the thing, man, is, is that we don't know if that's what they're doing. Like, yeah, we're, we're going on a hypothetical. If that's what they mm. do, then yeah, it's bad. But we don't know if that's the direction that they're going. Like, we honestly have yeah. no idea. Also, this entire conversation, I've been thinking about Black Superman by Blah Blah Blah. It's a badass fucking song. I'm just saying. Y'all remember that I song? Black Superman? I thought you were talking about the drink. No, no, no. There's a song by uh, fucking Above the Law called Black Superman. It was fucking badass. <laughs> I listened to that shit for a long time. That was good stuff. Wait, why is this stuck here? It looks like people are kind of, uh, they, they wanted uh, Michael B. Jordan to play Kal-El, Katoni, and Superman. Which, I can see him being the, the black version of uh, Calvin. Calvin Ellis? Is that the black sure. thing? Calvin Ellis. Calvin Ellis, yeah. Um, I mean, if they if they kind of fix his teeth, uh, I would say Michael Jai White should be up there. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with his teeth. Hey, he's go got see, a little go, gap. Go see him in real life. Tell him something wrong with his teeth. Your teeth might end up like his. All right. Oh, we need another black hey, dynamite. There's something wrong with my teeth. I don't give a f- Well, I'm going to get my teeth fixed, but you know, whatever. I'm going to give a fuck, but I'm going to get fixed. Um, <laughs> We Let's, need another Black Dynamite movie. We do. Um, well, here's the thing. Yeah, That's sure. the other great news. Michael J. White is open, opening his own fucking studio. I saw oh, that, wow. and I was like, whoa, good for fucking him, you know? 
Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited about any project that he's got, TV, movie, or otherwise, that's coming out of his own fucking studio. Because he's hilarious, he's got the martial arts skills, he's cool, you know, Did badass too. Even Black Dynamite, the animated series that was on uh, on the Cartoon Network was fucking hilarious. Like, the, the episode with the Jackson 5 was fucking hilarious. Oh, I love Cartoon. that series. Uh, the episode where, uh, with OJ, that was pretty oh, funny. Oh, yeah, I was going to. <laughs> Dude, uh, right. Sorry, kind of jumping up the before you switch gears. Kind of jumping up OJ. Uh, Naked Gun is on uh, HBO Max. I might be on Netflix. But I watched that recently. That fucking, that movie still holds up. It's so fucking funny. Like, I forget, Leslie Nelson. I forgot yeah. about the scene where him and that girl hook up, and she and <laughs> he's like, "Do you have protection?" He's like, "I always carry protection." And they end up getting fucking giant goddamn condoms. And <laughs> yeah. Body condoms. Dude, was I, was awesome. on the, I was on the floor fucking laughing so fucking hard for that whole scene, and Sweden was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> those, I awesome. used to watch those on fucking loop, man. Naked Gun was my fucking shit growing up, like. I, I didn't like get all the jokes when I first watched it, but then as I got older, I was like, yeah. oh, that's why that's fucking funny. That's kept mm. going on. Those roles yeah. are great. Right. That was like me in like, Police Academy. Yeah, watching it now as an adult, and it's probably the first time I watched it as an adult, I was like, this, the humor in this shit is fucking ridiculous. It's so fucking funny. All right. Yep, yep. Let me, because uh, we don't talk about comics enough on this podcast, unfortunately. People ask every now and again. Where the fuck is comics at? Where the fuck are the comics at? All right, so I'm gonna give you like a rapid fire of shit that I read in the past couple of days uh, that I enjoy. All right, comic series that I enjoy. Real quick. So the uh, hold on, I'm trying to fucking rearrange shit in my hand. So the Joker comic, which is like the semi-future state, but not really. Like DC comics are in like a weird state right now with like where they are with like timelines. They're between like Future State, and then there's another one, and then uh, like the normal comics. This is like the normal ones. Uh, so this is the Joker, uh, number three, and this is the variant. It's a dope ass variant um, oh, of the Joker. Yeah, they're really good because apparently uh, Commissioner Jordan, or Gordon, sorry, former commissioner, uh, he is uh, tasked by a mysterious group to hunt down and kill the Joker, which is very interesting. So it's, it's a great storyline. Uh, another one by Image Comics is called Geiger, and it's by- Oh, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's excellent. This is the number two. Uh, it's by uh, the main character. He had cancer and then uh, a nuclear war happened and Ooh. he had a fallout shelter in his home. And what, as he's trying to get his family into his home, uh, a bunch of like thugs, like started to attack his home. He protected his, fam- protected his family, got him into the shelter, but him and his dog got left out. And because of his cancer, he got exposed to radiation and became basically superpowered. So it's a great comic so far. Uh, Heroes Reborn is the latest new thing from uh, Marvel Comics, uh, where Blade gets transported into like some weird alternate universe where the Avengers didn't exist because uh, Steve Rogers was never found. Hmm. And so the uh, squad, the Squadron Supreme, hmm. they became basically the Avengers and Hyperion is like the top god. So it's, it, that's very interesting. And also just like as a, you know, a reading for before you watch the movie is the Eternals comic because it explains exactly, there we go. 
who the Eternals are in detail and like what they can do and shit like that. So, and their connection to Thanos. So that's my really quick thing on comics. I'll try to do this more often. I'm, I'm a bit behind. These are obviously I'm behind on comics, but these are still relatively recent within the past month. So, good shit. All right, let's let, let's wrap it on up, guys. Uh, unless we have it in B and B's. I don't think so. I don't so. think we do. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, Benji, what you got popping this week? Um, so I'm just re- recovering from my uh, COVID second shot. So we'll see if I survive the week. Um, playing a lot of Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. I'm on uh, part two right now. I'm going for achievement hunting in this. So I'm probably going to play right after this. Um, Everyone's been talking about uh, Destiny 2's uh, new season because they brought back Volta Glass and it looks like they're going to be bringing back some of their uh, older um, raids or ones that they deleted, they're probably going to bring back. But the Volta Glass is the new one that everyone's going back to. It's been updated, so it's a bit more challenging. Mm. Um, A lot of the old glitches have been fixed. So I guess there's kind of a new glitch, but it's like a glitch they... I guess wanted people to try, but you got to work for it. Like it's more effort than it really needs to be. It's better off just to kill Atheon the way you're supposed to. So that way, once they kind of fix the glitch, you're, you won't be stuck. So um, I got my my set of comics too that I'm behind on, and then um, got some books I got to finish because there's another Star Wars book coming out in the next couple weeks. So gonna be trying to prep for that, and then. Um, that's kind of about it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Blue, what you got? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I'm, gonna try, I'm gonna try to do some gaming this week because uh, I got a four day weekend coming up, y'all. Because uh, it's something I work for. I know Monday we have it's Memorial Day or Labor Day or one of the days. I always get those two confused, but um, Memorial. <laughs> Memorial Day. They're giving their employees a Friday off, so they're giving them a four day weekend, which is kind of fucking dope. Uh, for to do that so like for the rest of the year um for all the holidays that falls on monday they're giving them that following that first that friday before off which i think is kind of kind of cool but uh yeah i'm just trying to do that i got i, I want to clean up our garage so that we out because i want to you know i want to pick up my bike so i can start riding like inside my inside my garage just to kind of get like a good workout in so um, i want to do that this weekend definitely try to keep baby bash alive you know, he's slowly getting bigger and like the kid's moving and it's, it's, it's really funny. He, he actually peed on me earlier. Oh no. So we were giving him a bath earlier today and uh, his little, little uh, wee-wee was sticking outside of the water. So it, it kind of sprayed up like a fucking, like a Bellagio fucking fountain. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking funny. But uh, yeah, just watching him grow is, is fucking great and amazing. Um, but other than that, yeah, just just fucking chilling, um, doing yard work. I feel like I'm always doing yard work, but like, uh, yeah, hopefully I can get some gaming in big time. I'm looking forward to that. Good shit. Connor, what you got? So last week, I think on Saturday, the first time I went to a restaurant with K-Mac in over a year. Wow. So yeah, we went to a place called the Ambrose Butchery in Niles. And, oh wow! Yeah, it's uh, Niles. It's a it's a dish. It's a part of uh, Fremont, California. It was really good. 
So it's a good replacement for, uh, remember the Vine? The Vine? Yeah, yeah, that place is great. Yeah, this place is is, is pretty good too. Like I, I enjoyed their food. They have a really great beer selection. They're, they had a good wine selection, even though I didn't drink their wines, but I, you know, I had their beer. Their beer selection was great. Uh, the food was great, but they had the same sort of like uh, backyard uh, seating area as the Vine did. So, are they in the same location as the Vine was, or are they? No, like, it's like it's like a block or two up. It's in the same oh, okay. area, but it's just you know a couple a block or two up. But yeah, it's it's, it's nice. It was nice to really like get out and uh, have food that was hot. <laughs> you know, because usually, you know, when we order food, it's not, when it gets here, it's not hot. You know, it's not cold either, but it's, it's usually not hot. But uh, yeah, it was it was nice to actually feel like real life again. So that, that was that was nice. I'm um, going back to doing jujitsu in the next probably two weeks. Uh, oh, wow. In a small pod. I'm not going to a gym yet, but I will roll with people that I know are vaccinated and that are I'm comfortable with rolling with. So... Yeah, so I guess that part of my life is going to move on, finally, over a year, uh, and I'm going to get back to it. I'm, I might I might fucking cry <laughs> when, I finally, <laughs> when I finally get to choke somebody, or I get choked out, which is likely the case, because I haven't done jujitsu in, in over a year, which is very odd for me. But yeah, other than that, uh, just doing the same old, same old. I'm, I'm loving going on walks with my four-year-old now, because she likes doing walks with me that's cool. so yeah that's cool i didn't think she would like doing walks but she does because we live on a fucking hill i'm like i don't want that's this kid awesome. to fucking pass out walking up a hill but yeah she's fine i guess because she's four but yeah that's all i got that's dope shit man. uh one one quick thing uh the sweetest is getting her second vaccination on sunday so she's gonna have the side effects on monday so it's gonna be just today just me and the kid pretty much me taking care of him. I've done it in the past with taking care of him, but like, you know, he's going to be kind of out of commission because that second vaccine shot is no joke. You should definitely get it, but it's no joke. Yeah, real quick uh, update for the podcast because we're all vaccinated. Oh, didn't you got your second vaccination, right? Yeah, I got it on Monday. Okay, so in the next couple of weeks, hopefully we'll be able to get back together again. Uh, sort of oddly, the universe aligning itself. The company that I work for, they are getting rid of all of their in a, in a certain locations. They're getting rid of all of their uh, office, office shit. Limit. Yeah, and so they have some like conference tables that are available. Oh. So if the one that I want to get, because I can't get one that's because they have ones that are like fucking seventeen feet long, and that, that, that's like literally the length of the fucking studio. But if I can get one that's like five to seven feet long. Um, I'll get it and then I'll set up the podcast uh, and it's like for crazy cheap <laughs> and it's literally the, 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 the color of it is the same color as the floor so it's like fucking perfect oh, nice so if I can get it uh, I'll buy it tomorrow and then I'll pick it up uh, next week so I can reorganize the, the studio for, for the rest of it because right now it's not set up for like more than just me but if I can get that fucking table then we'll be good to go. We'll have like a much better setup when we actually relaunch the uh, in-person podcast again. I'm looking forward to it because I miss you guys. Miss you too. Yeah, just don't die on us, old ninja. Uh, <laughs> no promises. Real quick. I mean, quick. you still got the lottery pit. Mm, <laughs> God damn it. I do. I do like that pit. Uh, real quick for me, um, 
I, I, I fucking thoroughly enjoyed uh, Castlevania. So when you guys finish that up, we, we got to fucking talk, man. That, that shit hit me in the fucking feels. We should have sent Deets um, back on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We should have Sam Deets back on. Yeah. Yeah, we got to have him back on. Um, and then the other one that really hit me in the feels was uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Cause, oh, that, yeah, so that, great. That was, yeah. That, that shit. <laughs> my, my, my daughter was like, Dad, I really need to watch this with you. And she had already seen it like, 15, 11 times or something. We were watching, before the podcast, really we were watching watch it. This. Yeah, and she has terrible taste, usually. And I was like, I don't really want to fucking watch this. And I sat down, I was like, she was like, oh, it's for the Spider-Verse people. And I was like, okay, we'll see. And then I, I just was blown away. So um, oh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about it later. But uh, I'm looking forward to fucking Memorial Day and fucking relaxing and uh, just, just reconnecting. Uh, my daughter's birthday is on uh, fucking Friday and just... Yeah, just spending some time with family, man. That's all I got. Hold on, take us out. Uh, really quickly, if you are still playing No Man's Sky and you're still with it because uh, they've done a lot of improvements, they're doing an event. You have two days to finish from the time of this podcast to get the SSV Normandy added to your fleet. So it's an event that ends this Friday. Uh, it'll be May 28th. Uh, do the... Um, do the event. It ta- it should take you five hours, maybe five and a half, to beat it, and then you'll get the Normandy before the new season starts. But I digress. You just witnessed the Dankest Podcast on the Internet. We are Black and Black Times Infinity. Infinity. Check us out anywhere and everywhere on the Internet with B then BTI. That's B T H A N B T I on Twitter, on everywhere, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, check out our official website, binheadproductions.com forward slash BTI. We're also on Twitch, Lipcrush BTI. And you can email us at BTI at gmail.com because we have a Discord. You want to get in on that and email us to get an invite onto the Discord. Yeah. You don't need a man. Dope shit. No more live action footage for you, Prodigy. Get you in trouble. Friday's coming. <laughs> you just gonna get Friday, your other eye messed up. Friday came on your eyeball. Ah! <laughs> he won. He's glutton for punishment. And through his God-given genius of science, man at last has succeeded in penetrating further and further into the unknown vastness of space. Yet many questions remain unanswered. Thank you.